Denzel's Washington, and you are one strange-looking kid. I've never seen lips like that on a white child, and one of your nipples is higher than the other. I bet you have overcome a lot with those crooked nipples. Well, I know a thing or two about overcoming. When I was growing up, they said that black folks couldn't swim, but I had a dream that one day I would get to the promised land. So I swam my way and got my 40 acres in a pool. Coach Ross was an Olympian. That's right. I won this bronze damn Olympic medal in Beijing, China for individual synchronized swimming. I bet you didn't even know there was a such thing as individual synchronized swimming. Nod to me if I'm getting through to you. Nod to me. I'm going to say one thing to you, Sam Evans, and I'm only going to say it to you once. If you pee in my pool, I will kill you. And the message that we want to send to everybody during Negro History Month is that we, if you want to recognize whiteness during this month, it is <laughs> pee in the pool. And if you pee in our pool, we will proverbially kill you. This is another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. My name is Josh Rogers. I am Brian Hare. And welcome to our crazy, ridiculous show where we talk about how we navigate life. But in particular, we yep. talk about the perils, the mm-hmm. praises, the... Productivity, pro- 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 uh, the perils. <laughs> uh, what am I doing? The perils, the praise, the productivity, and the public circumstance. I am so y'all. I promise. <laughs> I'm making no promises. <laughs> and the public circumstance of trying to figure out the crazy puzzle piece every created that the jigsaw like Brian. How are you? It is as always a great day to be black. Oh, come on, stars! I should have started that way. Oh, oh, you supposed to be giving it to me in, in German. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hold on. Dutch. Okay. hold on, let me see. It's okay. No, 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 no. Okay, next week, 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 next week. But how are you in English? Man, great day to be black, man. Yeah, uh, always a great day to be black in the land of the living. Uh, oh, yeah. it's, it's it's Negro Music Month. Negro Music Month. It is African American or Black Music Appreciation Month officially. And we Negroes and we love music. We well, listen. We if no nobody love music. <laughs> Your casa Negroes love music. We love it. We love it. La, 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 I don't know. <laughs> Come on, Cito. It be not been done, done, done. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know the words. La, la, bamba. La, la, I said casa Negroes and it made me, you know, feel a little, you know, Latin, mm. Hispanic heritage. Bitty, bitty, bum, bum. Bitty, 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 bum, bum. Salina. So, Salinas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ain't that what, um... T.S. Madison said, I feel like a Puerto Rican in this wig. What she did to she... <laughs> Oh, what's been going on? Bro, that's, that's, it's a different background for you. Are you out of town? I'm on the road. On the road again. Oh, okay. no, that's black. Gotta use black music. Um, that's not a black song. Um, but I'm on the road again, you know. Okay. Where you this be? This week, I am in the Philadelphia streets. So. Okay. I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. <laughs> Come on, Meek Mill. The only Meek Mill song I really like and know. Listen, who's thinking about Philly? Philly artists. We got uh, Jill Scott, The Roots. Philly from Philly. Ain't um, Music Soul Child from Philly? He is. Yeah. What is Music Soul Child's real name? Uh, it's like Amir. Not Amir. It's he like, like Talib. It's Talib <laughs> or something like that. It's some, it's some color. Something black. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. That's actually a perfect segue into the song of the week. Okay, it's about music, so child. All right, and it's I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna bust out the song. Go ahead and sing it. 
Girl, I know this might Let's seem strange, but let me know if I'm out of order mm. for stepping to you this, this way. way. See, I've been watching you for a while, and I just gotta let you know that I'm really digging your style. See, I had to, to know move. your name and leave you with my number, and I hope that you would call, call me, me someday. someday. And if you want, you can give me yours too. But if you don't, girl, I ain't mad at you. We can still be cool because I'm not I'm trying, trying to pressure, pressure you. you. Just can't, can't stop thinking, thinking about you. You, you ain't even really got to be, be my girlfriend. girlfriend. I just, just want to know, know your name. <laughs> and maybe sometime we can, can look, look up, up, hang out, just, just chill. chill. Good song. Yes. And I just because we're say, on the road to Pentecost. <clears throat> hey. <laughs> it was early one morning, just about the breakup day. Jesus came and he touched me and he washed my tears away. I started running. I started doubting. I found there's no room for doubting. Whoa, I found nothing but the Holy Ghost, but the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I found him. Yeah, shut up my mind about Chia. Hey, come on, show. Then the vamp says, Holy Ghost, mm. save me. <laughs> Holy Ghost, set me free. Holy Ghost. <laughs> Holy Ghost. Shut up my double hole. Change my doubt. Hey, glory to his name. Holy Ghost brought me out. I've got nothing but the Holy Ghost. Yeah, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. You take everything. Go. Give me that's the Holy why, Ghost. That's why you're going to be at this Roots concert. <laughs> but you already up in Philly mm-hmm. on Pentecost. I am. You better bring you some club crackers and red wine and some Pinot Noir because <laughs> it's also first Sunday. It is. You the, better remember the, the body the, and the blood of Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then thank you for being the paraclete. <laughs> the paraclete. Yeah. People don't talk about the paraclete. <laughs> Y'all get stuck on Tom, but he's also the paraclete. He's a Speaking comforter, of, Brian. And Amy, Amy, speaking of uh, of the blood and body of the Lord, Savior Jesus Christ, uh-huh. they need to read the scripture about people sleeping. Like, you know, yeah. though they eat unworthily, they, mm-hmm. you know, sleep this among why, you. Yeah, this is why you sick. <laughs> and if you hungry, you should eat at home. That's the this word. This is why you're dying. This is why people are flying up out here. Taking oh it unworthily. God. Uh, yeah, to take undefiled, undefiled. Mm. But the official song of the week is—is is it sunny? Just sunny friend. slash just for sunny. Yeah. What does just sunny stand for? I don't know. I don't know. It don't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. But that when that song came out, though, it—it it had us in a chokehold. It did. So music, music choke. Again, I'm gonna say it all. You want music? Oh, yes. music? Can you please come on this show? M- music Six album. Run. No one it. has done what you've done. Not like that. We want to give you your flowers. Come you on the show. Flowers. Right, you can still smell them. Mm. We don't want to have to wait till the rest of the report to give you your flowers. <laughs> we want to we want to do it while you're above ground. We want to right. do it while you can be seen and not viewed. Okay, oh. music. Yes. Okay. 
Yes. All right. With that being said, understood and accepted, Brian, are you ready to move on into this? Might be Jigsaw the musical. It might because be because this is <laughs> this is Negro music appreciation. Mark. It is. Okay, you ready to get into some? I'm ready. Some of the best report. Let's do it. Let's go over there. All right, we are here at the Blessed Report where we shout out black folks doing great black things. And oh, yeah. we know it's Negro Music Appreciation Month, but we, you know, we we just doing things all the time. We celebrate black people all the time doing this part of the episode. It's really well, really the, sh- the show in general. We just celebrate black folks because we deserve to be celebrated. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. All right. So this week on the Blessed Report, we're going to bless up, lead by example. And Justin Greer, as a former collegiate football player at Moorhead State University. That's HBCU, right? Nope. No, it's not? Okay. Let's, let's, let's erase that. Uh, <laughs> and just and give Morgan, Morgan. Morgan, Morgan and Morehouse. Morgan State and Morehouse. College, but not the College. Not okay, more okay. My bad. Rewind that. Um, I guess it was really like a Kenya, not Kenya more. What's the girl uh that the dumb girl off the uh house? Not the dumb girl Porsche. Porsche. Yeah. I knew you were talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> so as a former collegiate at football player at Moorhead State University, which is not an HBCU, NCAA interception leader, three time, three year starter, and team captain. Justin is fitted with the expertise to help you reach your fitness goals. Mm-hmm. Along with his BA degree in sports management, Justin specializes in athletic training, weight loss, muscle building, and core work. Here's what he offers, ladies and gentlemen. He offers small group and athletic training sessions. Areas of expertise include strength training, yeah. athletic training, weight mm-hmm. loss, functional endurance, muscle building, core work. And you know that summer is on its way. It is right around the corner. You want to wear those hoochie daddy shorts? Yeah. You got to get your body right. Leg day can't be skipped. The time is now. You want to take your shirts off and show all the things. Check out our dear brother, Justin Greer, lead by example. He actually has merch and training options are actually available via the website, ibefitness.com. L-B-E. It's LBE, excuse me, LBE. And they can't read. Uh, <laughs> LBE uh, fitness.com. That's L as in lead, B as in buy, E <laughs> as example, <laughs> fitness.com. Mm-hmm. Shouts out to Justin. Shouts out to Justin. He's my and, trainer, actually. LB. And is it is it is working. You're ready for the summer. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> you said it's time now. Made me think about Ty Tribute. You remember that song off his it's first time album? Now. On the on the drain. Go ahead. Uh huh. No better time than now mm-hmm. for you to turn back to God. That's such a good. That's a, that's a good evangelist song. Yes, and then Jason Nelson just comes on and just sings us. Just sings down. I was and I didn't I didn't know who Jason Nelson was at the time. At I was like, who this? he came in and just sang. I said, mm-hmm. all right, Jason. Excuse me, can I talk to you, please? Yeah, yeah. Just so good, so good. That album was wasn't the best. In hindsight, I actually really like Life, but in comparison to oh, in comparison to Victory and Victory Stand Out and, and uh, st- Greater Than Greater his album. Got progressively better, other than fresh, That's other than bloody wind. Bloody wind. <laughs> Everything else was was good, but life was life was good when it came out. Yes, but over time, in comparison, his musicality just got that much better. Yes. That budget got bigger. 
Yes. That band got better. Yes. But that I really enjoyed better. life. I life was really good. Yeah. Life. Yeah. life was good. Okay. Yeah. We, we can talk about shout that. Out. Yeah. Shout out to church. Another, another person from, from the Philly area. Sure is. Church boy, mm-hmm. church kid. Shout out Justin Greer. Best up to you, brother. Thank you for all that you do. I pay you monthly. Um, and this isn't because I owe you anything. I just felt like you needed the shout out. So bless up to you, my brother. Sure, sir. Um, to you. you ready to go to the Blessed Report, Brian? Billboard, yeah, let's do it. The, that too. What what is what is wrong with us today? Okay. Have you been drinking? I have I not. Mm. <laughs> hey, my testimony. Hello, I Margarita. Stay. I can okay. okay. Hello, Margarita. <laughs> Hello, uh Perrier. Perrier. <laughs> um, so let's head <laughs> let's head on over. Let's head on over to the billboard. So we <laughs> we we, we uh, Woo! Last, about a week or so ago, the Migos sent Twitter and social media up our storm with rumors that they had broken up. Twitter account um, Kirkall recently spotted a change on Instagram that sent the Migos fans into a frenzy. The Mm. user noticed that Offset unfollowed the other two members, Quavo and Takeoff, while Cardi B also unfollow both of them. Quavo and Takeoff um, doing that, you know, little rumored situation, made an announcement of new music under the name Uncle Few, and if you don't know, they are hood uncle and nephew. They are mm-hmm. offset mm-hmm. is Quavo's nephew. <laughs> they are My literally God. uncle and nephew. And you know what? If they really break up, Brian, it's going to make me a little sad. Mm-hmm. Because the, Mi- the Migos ain't giving us like you know, classic. Well, they are giving us some classic albums, in my opinion. They're not giving us like groundbreaking lyrics, and you know, mm. we, we don't put them usually in the you know Hall of Fame or the Goat conversations. But they are a ratchet piece of trap culture that I really enjoy. And when I need that kind of fix, I like to whip it up like a stir fry. Oh, I, you know, you know, ain't nothing straight but straightening. Uh, all of the things, right? I really, I get the bag and fumble it. You get the bag and flip it. And, you know, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. I, I love the Migos. So, I, I know that you're not a real big Migos fan. I'm I know not, that I, you I know, do respect them. I respect them much. They Taco and, Tuesday. <laughs> I, I, I will say this: their album names are extremely appropriate. Culture, like, and they all are three for the culture. They've influenced the culture. A bunch of these new niggas rap just like. Yep, because I feel like they was one of the first people to really start doing like the little ad lib, yeah, thingy, boom, boom, like that. Mm-hmm. The whole like Walker used to do it, but like not in uh, that way, not, not in the no. same way Mm-mm. as Quavo now. No, where where Migos use the the ad lib is is low key like a not a bar, but like a an essential piece of that line for sure. Yeah. For sure, no, 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 I would agree with that. And Gucci does it too. Shout out Gucci. Sure Shout good. out Gucci. Go up. You know, that's my alter ego, J-Man the <laughs> Um, Shifting away from okay. music just for a tab, but staying in the vein of Ratchet, Dio Hughley and Monique um, have entered the, the interwebs with mm. a brand new beef. So we know Double Monique, you know, she had her problems with Lee Daniels and Tyler Perry and Oprah the Winfrey. And we recently saw that she reconciled with Lee. You know, she's going to be in a new movie and all of the things. But now she has a new beef with uh, King of Comedy um, comedian and former, what I want to say, you know, primetime television sitcom star, D.L. Hughley. Uh Um, They were on tour together or are on tour together. I don't know if the tour is over. But anyway, 
allegedly they've been having a dispute over who was supposed to be the headliner. Mm-hmm. Um, Monique assumed, right, alleges that she was the original headliner mm-hmm. and she got on stage doing, I think, their Detroit show and berated. <laughs> she did. DL Hughley. I she mean, did. she drug him. It was, and it wasn't even like jokey. It was like a rant. No, it was personal. It was, it was personal. It was a rant. And um, and DL Hughley, you know, responded and said, you know, this is why nobody wanted. He basically he said, Precious was not a character. It was it was an autobiography. <laughs> um, that was kind of funny. And they got on social media and started posting each other's contracts. And Brian, you know, I think that there is right and wrong on both sides. Mm-hmm. So D.L. Hughley posted his contract. Um, Monique posted hers. And I think the biggest difference that D.L. Hughley pointed out, which is very true, is uh-huh. that Monique's was dated on like on the 28th of, I want to uh-huh. say either May or March. Yep. And D.L.'s was dated on the 29th. Now, mm-hmm. if that is the case, D.L. has the updated contract, uh-huh. which would suggest that Monique was not the closer. Right. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had to update her on the show, and she had the original run of show that showed that she was going on last and all the other kind of things. Um, here is where I think it gets interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Somewhere in between that day, DL Hughley must have advocated mm-hmm. or his management advocated yep. for him being the closer, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, but also on the flip side of that, if Monique showed up, she also uh, you know, tacitly agreed to not be the closer. Now, mm-hmm. it is also alleged that she got to the um, the show late and she rushed in and just went, basically went straight to her set, which would seem like, now I don't know if it's true, that mm-hmm. she didn't really know that she wasn't closing. Because mm-hmm. there was only a day difference, right? right. Maybe <clears throat> she didn't know. Or maybe she was just pissed and decided, I'm just going to get here late. Right. Either way, but Dia Hughley also said he hears that she's consistently late for shows, but mm. she comes in and she kisses, she does a thing, right? right. So I, I, I think that Monique, while not wrong in advocating for herself being the closer and the original closer, I just think she went about this in this particular situation the wrong way. Um, yes. I feel like, first of all, this is a conversation that your management should have with their management and the promoters right. and all those other people. And then from comedian to comedian, Y'all should have had a conversation because right. if DL was really on some. I'm not. Cl- I'm not opening for Monique or blah 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 blah. Then I think that was a bigger conversation there right. uh, because both of you all. While I love Monique, we gotta we gotta keep it a book. She ain't she ain't Kevin Hart. No, you know what I'm saying. And DL Hughley, while he is still you know somewhat relevant, he ain't Kevin Hart level comedian right now either. Both right. of you have great stake in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, both of you have your individual fan bases, and you know people enjoy your. I'm not a huge DL Hughley fan. Um, people mm-hmm. enjoy your company and things like that. So I think it could have really been one of them situations, almost like a Run the World tour. Yeah, you know, just our second reference. Monique could have did it in one city. DL right. could have did it in another city. Right. Whatever, whatever, whatever. And then the promoters could have said. Based on this tour, Monique is the better. Kind of like, um, I think when Bernie Mac died, they uh, the other three guys said that it wasn't so much that Bernie was supposed to be the closer, mm-hmm. but when they heard his closing his set one night, it was like we're not coming behind that. Yeah, and they just and they put their egos to the side. It was like nobody's coming behind that. And right. I think that could have been one of the things if y'all alternated and Monique was consistently like shutting it down. Then it's been like right. Monique is gonna close the rest of the. Because what I also understand on these, and I, you know, and I, I want to hear your opinion. Yep. Um, but I also understand on these comedic tours as well is that 
and I've, we've heard this from Kevin on stage, we've heard it from other people, even with Kings of Comedy, they do that same set from from city to city. Yeah, without yeah, a doubt. You know, maybe some different variations, you know, based on audience response, but pretty much it's that same set. So if she's consistently, if she had like a Bernie Mac MF or closer, yeah. you're, not, you're not successfully coming. That's really nothing you're going to do that's going to successfully come behind something like that. Right. So, Brian, your thoughts. All right, so Ideas what I think happened was Monique got her contract. Yep. DL got his contract and realized that he wasn't the closer. And was like, I ain't doing this. I need to be the closer. I need to make the most money. Mm-hmm. Monique probably felt that she needed to be the or Her contract initially probably said that she was the closer. Uh, and that's what she was coming at DL like, why are you acting? Why do you got to be the closer? And to me, you can't be, in my opinion, you can't be mad at somebody who feels like they should close the show. Mm-hmm. Right? And sometimes I think Monique rides on the fact that she is, you know, this Oscar winner. Uh, she even said, like, well, I closed the Queens, Queens of Comedy. You open, yeah. But you, and you open for the Kings of Comedy. But I'm like, Monique, you wouldn't have closed the Kings of Comedy. Like, and we got to think about the like the size of those different movies, like and the right, impact, right, and the impact, <laughs> and then and even the the queen who were the queens of comedy, like in terms of, you know, um, in terms of funny, like you know, so even within and at that the time, those were like some of the top four funny women, you know, yeah. just like like today, the kings of comedy will look very different. Oh, much differently. Yeah. And even at the time, if you really wanted to probably, you could probably go through some other four people out there that would have killed it. But nowadays, it would be completely different. Kevin Hart would have been probably king. And mm-hmm. da- uh, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle would be on that in there. You know, yeah. that, that lineup would be much crazier. But even think about that. With, with Kim, uh, who's probably one of the top female comedians right now. Women comedians, mm-hmm. would she even be in that? In that? In no, that? Tiffany Haddish. As much as I don't really enjoy her stand up, she would probably be somebody's closer in a current queen. Okay, based off of a name, because yeah. her name is is it is what it is. But then Monique would be like, I'm I'm Monique. Like I should mm-hmm. be the closer. Mm-hmm. But again, back to the reason why the whole Netflix thing was like, are you hot and are you hot right now? Right. Yeah. Yep. Um. So I think yes, to your <laughs> point, Monique went about it the wrong way. Um. Do I believe the DL probably was on some like BS type stuff? Like, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, but again, it's another. I'm gonna go back. That's another thing as far as Monique's issue is negotiating, negotiating what you feel that you're worth. Yeah, and and what it seems like is DL said, "No, I'm gonna close, and I want to be the highest paid person on the show." Yep, and and I feel like the promoter they didn't want to lose either one of them. So they pretty much probably were just like, all right, Monique, you're going to be the closer. All right, DL, you're going to be the closer. And then end up making DL the closer. Um, so it, it 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 probably was – it should have been – the conversation should have been had because behind closed doors. Yes. I don't think she should have went off on DL. If she had a problem with DL, I get it. And, and to DL's point, it just further adds the narrative that Monique – it's it just does. She's difficult. She's difficult. all these different type of things. And, and when I was actually talking offline to somebody else about this today, and I was like, what happens is, is that, because even with the Tyler Perry open river thing, she really only had one real bad moment. And that's when she said they could suck her, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. suck her dick. And, but after that, her conversation, her tone was very different. 
Oh yeah, without a doubt. And I think this moment was that moment, right? She mm-hmm. went off, she snapped, but when she got on Instagram, it was all about sweet babies and my loves and this is the yeah. contract, right? And I'm just, and again, I'm not saying that you can't advocate for yourself. I'm just saying the way in which you did it in that yeah. show, and because I, I, I even made the same example and was like, if she wanted to like allude to it, she could have did this killer joke at the end and been mm-hmm. like, and that's why I should be closer and like drop the mic. And yeah. then it would have everybody wondering, like, Ooh. you know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to, if you wanted to be like, talk about it, be messy, but not mm-hmm. really like berate that man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And not to say that he he's above like getting dragged because everybody can get no. red, right? But I'm also saying like, at the end of the day, this is business. Yeah, and that's and what it was. That should have been handled be- just like y'all was posting them contracts on Instagram, which I think was a lot. <laughs> this right. should have been business conversations, right? It should have been management on management. And to your point, Brian, um, when he negotiated, because I think the other thing that we don't know, they posted those contracts and the dates, but I'm not 100% sure of the time frame between those contracts and the first show or that right. show. So True. if it was literally days apart, then Monique probably didn't have a chance to negotiate, which is why she went ahead and did it because she was contractually right. obligated to do it. Right, but right. however, after that show, y'all need to be having a conversation. Because mm-hmm. the other thing DL tried to say was, don't it say DL and Monique? I said, but at the same time, and I made I made the reference to on the run again. Mm-hmm. Depending on the flyer and the date, some of those shows said Beyonce and Jay-Z. Yep. Some of those flyers said Jay-Z and Beyonce. It yep. just depends on the city. City, the audience. The, the right. audience it, and all know, that different kind of stuff. Time. I said, and then on the flip side, to DL's point, I've seen concerts like um, like my boy Kirk Franklin. When they did like a big thing, it was like Kirk Franklin and Friends. Mm-hmm. right? But it said, and Friends, it didn't say Kirk Franklin and Dunn McClurkin. You know right. what I'm saying? When they did the Kingsman tour. I don't mm-hmm. think they was fighting over no who's the because all of them like Kirk is obviously bigger than all three of them and yeah. you know overall but they are all like like stalwarts in the gospel community right mm-hmm. so I think again DL and Monique I think both have solid arguments as to yeah. why they could close the show based on their resume yeah based on and the thing about Mo, like Monique touts this Oscar but baby she you got does. an Oscar for a drama right. This is we're we're in comedy. Yeah, it's, you, it's, you stepped out, and not to say that she's not an ex, because I really enjoy Monique's comedy. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, it's hard to like that accolade is great and it deserves recognition. But right. if we're talking about stand up, you didn't get this for you didn't get like an Emmy for best leading actress in the Barkers. You didn't get you know <laughs> an Oscar for your role in uh, Almost Christmas, like you know what I'm saying, or. Your other movie, Fat Girls, and all these other movies that you were in, like right. you didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like the, your work comedically didn't garner that role. So I think right. that's kind of a while it is something to be considered, right? Especially yes. as you are accepting roles. When we're talking about stand-up comedy, yeah. I think that's kind of a it's kind of an out to me. And actors, actresses, comedians, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm willing to be wrong, but for me. That's a non-factor, especially if it's not in comedy. Like, yeah, no, no one's saying, <laughs> "Oh, snap, Monique got an Oscar. Let's go see her tell these jokes." Like, no. Yeah, it's and like Monique got an Oscar. She deserves more acting roles. <laughs> like, yeah, we we love her range, roles. right? Yeah, it doesn't translate more to movies. the yeah, more TV shows, <laughs> but it doesn't. It, I guess it doesn't translate to box office in terms of uh, comedy. Yeah, and to stand up comedy. That, I think that until I, we could probably talk about this forever. I think another issue was the fact that Monique just came off. I think she came off bad in terms of in comparison to how they came off. Oh yeah, um, and even to the point where she's talking about like one what DL stands for. Like see, what was the, I did? I heard about that. I didn't see that part. I didn't like, see that part. But I heard what, about it. What is like? What is that? 
what does that got to do with anything? She you know was what I'm just, saying? Like, she was stabbing. She was at that point. And you and then <laughs> see, when you start going that low and you you you're digging and yeah. you hurt. And you and can't you, come you can't come back and be like, all right, sweet babies. Yeah, because at like, that point you're trying to find stuff to hurt. And yeah. that's the stuff you can't it's hard to recover from. Yeah. You know what I'm that, saying? That stuff was it was that was too much. Um, but I love Monique. We love Monique. I would love yeah. Monique being on the show. Um, I respect D.L. Hughley and all the things he's done in the past and his history as far as what he's done for the culture and in terms of comedy and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and that, you know, we know no one wins when the family feuds. Nobody does. And I, I honestly feel like, you know what I'm saying? And to D.L.'s point, he's proving some stuff. And that's the hard thing. When you've already had a reputation and a series and then this happens, it's mm-hmm. like, well, maybe Tyler didn't want these. You know what I'm saying? Like, it makes them think. Yeah. Um, but again, I don't think Monique is wrong for advocating for herself and being the quote unquote willing no, to step out there for it. women, for black women. And I, I'm when I was in that conversation I just referenced, I was like, Viola Davis has done it time and time again, talking about the pay gap between her and white actresses. Yes. But at not one point has she berated anyone else to Never. suggest that she deserves more. Right. Hmm. Um, and I think there's just a way in which you should do it. I'm not here to tell Monique that she, you know. People make choices about how they advocate for themselves. Yep. But what we also must be very clear about the choices that we make, that there are consequences, mm-hmm. good, bad, and indifferent, yep. because of those choices. And I would hate, I don't think 50 Cent going to you know, take her out of black mob. Nah, he, nah, 50 Cent's a troll. But I would, hate, I would hate for, you know what I'm saying? Like the lead, I don't think the Lee Daniels thing is going to change either, but I would hate for like Lee Daniels and the 50 Cent thing to now be the next, because- Think about it. When she was done with Precious, we saw her in Almost Christmas, and mm-hmm. that was it for a long time. Major. Mm-hmm. She was doing doing like some shows in different cities. That was the last major thing we saw her in, right? Yep. Uh, so I would hate for the Lee Dales movie and then the the, um, the Black Mafia family role to be, and Black Mafia family is going to be on as long as that show, and I don't know yeah. what her role is going to be. If it's right. recurring, it's just this season, but I would hate for, because Monique is such a talent. She, she is. is such a talent. She's so um, good. And I would hate for this really a beef between two professionals and yeah, their management. Over, it's, over really, a show. it's really their management if we're gonna yeah. keep it a book. Right? That's who you need to be talking to and talking, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Those are the ones who need to be having a conversation. That's right. who you really need to be mad at. Because at the end of the day, your management did not advocate for you, or when they found out, right. it was too late to advocate for you in that moment. But mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. So that's that on there. All love to Monique, um, you know, the star of the Parkers. Um, <laughs> here is hey, another hey, woman. professor. Here's another woman who felt jaded uh, a little bit by a man. Brandy and Jack Harlow have been in the news. Okay. For a while, uh, Jack Harlow was on this interview. I want not with the Breakfast Club. Was it? Who was it? Uh, was I think it's Ebro. Ebro in the morning. Yeah, some other big old show. He was there, and they played. They were playing like this game, like guess who this artist is, and they played. Now they played a song, and he did not. Even if you didn't like know the Brandy songs, I'm not a huge Brandy fan, so I wouldn't know all of her songs. But when you play her music, I'ma know that voice. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'ma know that voice. He yes. didn't know, and they threw out so many hints. And they was like, Ray J's sister, blah, 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 blah. And he still, he's like, then when they found she said, that's Ray J and Brandy. So I, I, my interpretation was not that he didn't know who Brandy was. Mm-hmm. He didn't know that they were brother and sister. However, mm-hmm. it is a little iffy, mm-hmm. no Chris Brown, okay. that um, you heard this woman singing and you're so attached to the black culture and music 
that you didn't know that that was Brandy by voice. Because again, I don't know. I don't like you could if you played a deep cut on Full Moon or Aphrodisiac, wouldn't be able to tell you anything. Never say never. Wouldn't be able to tell you anything. Mm-hmm. But when I hear Brandy's voice, regardless of what you play, I am going to know without a shadow of a doubt that that is Brandy sitting up in my room. That's mm-hmm. that is who that is, right? So Brandy got wind of it and made a joke. We think that she would outwrap this dude on his own beat and blah blah blah. We thought it was a joke. Brandy gets on Cicely Tyson's internet. <laughs> creates a verse over <clears throat> uh, first class beat, mm-hmm. and it is very, it is very Fox presents Queens. It is. That it was verse. When I tell you, Brian, I did not enjoy it. Oh, I, not at all. Now, now was... she, now she did like she spit, mm-hmm. but it was just it wasn't it, it. I heard people say that it was she, lyrically she was better than Jack Harlow. I'm not gonna sit here and argue that Jack Harlow is like a lyricist. Right, right. He, I, I enjoy him for what he does, right? Because mm-hmm. he's not even the best white rapper to ever exist. Eminem is one Clearly. of the best white rappers to by, ever exist, by far. Yeah, and he's had his decline because his newer stuff is like mm. Marshall. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but you know, but Jack Harlow is hot. He got some trendy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is what it is. But Brandy got in there and did that queen. She even said queens doesn't count, but you can't cancel a queen because I'm a queen girl. If you don't get your um, race in China, just a race in China, so I can race in China out of here and go on somewhere. <laughs> I love, I love, and that's one of Onika's to me most iconic lines. But if you don't get this, a king got canceled, but you can't cancel a queen because I'm a queen, it don't hit the same. Brandy, <laughs> sit up in your room thinking about him. <laughs> I'm a mess. Okay, be, be that mess. Do, mm-hmm. You know, do your thing. Do whatever other song. Brandy, you, you know all the Brandy songs, Brian. I do tell, know Brandy songs. T- yeah. Tell Brandy to do that. Tell Miss Norwood <laughs> to do that. Okay. Um, but the soccer with Jack Harlow is not Hold over. Me, before you go further. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Let me give let me give Jack a, a break. Okay. I'm gonna give Jack. Yeah, okay. Brandy was at her height doing her Moesha years, maybe around full moon-ish, right? Moesha was Canceled in 2001. Mm-hmm. Jack Harlow's what? 20? He's 24. Yeah. I about to say three. So that, so he, if you give him the benefit of the doubt, he probably wasn't on Brandy at any point of his life. And Agreed. Agreed. I can hear, I, to other people, I can probably hear right now screaming, well, he's in a, in a, in a black, uh, culture he should know who brandy is he should be able to you know recognize who black artists are and but i I agree with you if we play advocate maybe he just did not put two and two together yeah because brandy it currently like you don't you don't see ray j and brandy hanging out together and and that's the other and that's the other thing right i I 100 agree with that if you are not a real fan of brandy if you are of a certain age you may or that may be a hidden fact for you. Mm-hmm. The yep. same way that Lisa Ray and the Brat were sisters. And a lot yep. of us didn't find that out. And, and, to, and in, the, in the today of things, right? if somebody were listening to the Ricky Smiley Morning Show, because that's the, keep it a book, that is the only way a current generation person will likely be introduced to the Brat. Like well, the real stuff, right? Like if you hear her song, maybe, and you may not, you may not even ask who it is, right? Because it's gonna sound '90s nostalgic. But if you if you somehow found out who she is via her music, but really you're gonna find out the relevancy of the brat today is via her co-hosting, yeah, on that show. Let's just yeah. say you find that out. You likely are not going to be like, 
who her siblings? And you definitely oh. ain't gonna just put right. two and two together. Finally, because Lisa Ray, the way that you will probably be find her in the today of things is the Fox Soul Queen yeah, who show. Has Fox Soul. Exactly. Which is, <laughs> I think it's an like internet-based show, a yeah. very targeted demographic. Again, yeah. no shade to Lisa Ray, but that's her relevance today. Now, right. had you gone and you know, Google Players Club, because it's on Netflix, uh, sh- that version is terrible because they take mm-hmm. out a lot of great things. So much stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, let's just say you find that. Mm-hmm. There is still no indication, because they don't even look alike. Mm-mm. There is no indication that you would think those two were sisters. I say all that to say, Brian, you're absolutely correct. Because he's of a certain age and generation, that fact that you didn't know they were brothers and sisters, you get a big pass. I think yep. what everybody's stuck on is that this song played for like three minutes mm-hmm. and not at any point that you recognize that. Because Brandy has a very distinct voice. I think that's the other thing, too. It's not like your average gospel singer. You know right. what I'm saying? You're talking about Brandy. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. maybe he's not a fan. Maybe he, like to your point, maybe he just don't listen to Brandy. And right. it's, I see both sides because you're so ingrained in black culture. You, Brandy is one of ours. You know, when you yes. talk about singing and vocal ability, her name consistently comes up. Yes. So singers love all, Brandy. Yeah, that's almost because she's a lot of people, a lot of your favorite singers, favorite singer. Yep. Like when people talk about vocal Bible, they talk about Whitney, they talk about Aretha, and the youngest person that they talk about, the youngest two people are Jasmine and Brandy, right? Yep. Those are like the four people, women anyway, that people be mm-hmm. like, these are your vocal like elite. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I think it's interesting. Jack Harlow, however, yes, has been at the root of conversations because of this. We saw him at the Kentucky Derby with Drake, and they hanging mm-hmm. out and doing other things, and all the black people are putting him on a pedestal with this second album. And we see him being much more ingrained in black culture than he was with his first album. I feel like he had. I feel like that first album he didn't get all this attention. And the first album to me is much better than this than this sophomore project. But mm-hmm. it's just me. Uh, maybe oh, maybe this is not a sophomore project. His his most recent projects. I feel like Jack Harlow has some EPs and and stuff. Anyway, mm-hmm. some like David Bannister, which is very is it was it David was it David Bannister David, or, or Pastor or Pastor Troy? David David Banner. Okay, I knew it was one of them Negroes. <laughs> um, David Bannister said that. Basically, Jack Harlow is as successful as he is because he's white. And I feel like there's some truth to that. Brian, I think mm-hmm. I sent you an Instagram post that suggested the highest grossing albums in hip-hop mm-hmm. have been by all white people, with the exception of Biggie Smalls. It was Eminem first, then Beastie Boys, and mm-hmm. I think Vanilla. Was Vanilla Ice at the bottom of that list with Ice Ice Baby or something? He was in there somewhere. He was in, yeah, so whiteness right, mm-hmm. has integrated itself even in something that is culturally ours uh-huh. based on the numbers right mm-hmm. so i think david bannister had a point here is where Lil uzi vert enters the chat he was asked for his african-american opinion and in so many ways the man of god ended up basically saying that okay i'm just gonna read it tmz asked they said this you're friends with jack harlow do you think he deserves all this hate that he's getting? Uzi says, no, he's really good. Okay? We can keep it there. Okay. Good conversation okay. so far. TMZ says, a lot of people are saying he's just, he he just has white privilege, that he's not as good of a rapper. Uzi then responds and says, instead of just affirming him as a good rapper, he <laughs> instead says, 
Nah, he doesn't have white privilege. Didn't, didn't he just say earlier, don't pee in the pool? This is pee in the pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, TMZ says, you don't think so? And he says, no. He's signed to black people. Now, <laughs> Brian, I'm trying to figure out how two plus two equal four in this situation. Because right. just because you got black friends don't mean that you don't have white privilege. You, right. The fact that you're white indicates that you have white privilege. Yes. Period. Yes. Am I wrong so, in that assumption? No, no. Okay. That's white privilege. Is. White privilege is this privileges in based on your no, whiteness. That's yeah, it. A lot of people in society have a certain level of privilege based off of just who they are. Mm-hmm. There's male privilege, white privilege, all kind of privileges out there you see in the world. Um, when it comes to Jack Harlow's privilege, right, you got to consider the fact is representation is important. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just as black people need to see black representation in white, quote unquote, white spaces, yep. white people love to see white representation in black spaces because then they feel a part of that culture, right? So when somebody like Eminem comes out, are black people probably rock with Eminem? He can rap. They so they, they respect his, his ability. They respect his ability to rap. But on the other side, all the white kids are like, dang. We now have a white, great white hope, a, mm-hmm. a, a white messiah. His music speaks to white trashness and white issues. Yes, Eminem hangs with all black people, um, but yet his his baby mama's white, his daughter's white, his mom. Eminem was, was white. Eminem was white, and his, his music really didn't pander. It was white <laughs> music. It was just he was just a. Good rapper, but who rapped his audience was for white people. It wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't to black people. So you got white folks in the suburbs. You got white people who live in tra- trailer parks. White people in general, just like, hey, now we have somebody that we can look at. Same thing with the Beastie Boys. There was no white rappers during that time. Beastie Boys came on the scene. They had a a we're talking about black music here. They had because uh, they they influence in our culture so they had a rock sounding uh beats mm-hmm. and they rapped over those rock sounding beats you gotta fight for your right to party it was a rock song where they just rapped and what did yeah. white kids say now we finally have somebody that we can see in this hip-hop culture which we've never seen before so now they're part of this culture um so yes, there's white privilege, but on top of this, it was really more like it's the white, it's the privilege of them being white in a culture dominated by black folks, and now you're getting these white dollars plus black dollars, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, you have Gunna and um, uh, Thugger co-signing this white boy. So now you got black folks listening to this white dude, and, and also him white and Trick are best friends now. Yeah, so you're getting <laughs> you're you're getting all these cosigns, but your talent, right, doesn't match the level of cosigns or or exposure you're getting. And the main reason we're getting the exposure again is you're a white person in a in a black dominated culture. And here's what I would give the benefit of the doubt to Jack Harlow, kind of like you gave him in the last one. Is that I don't I don't see Jack Harlow. I do think a certain I think anytime you take what is inherently just black culture mm-hmm. and ingrain yourself in it, there is a certain level of appropriation there. You can't you can't take you. I'm, you're just not going to convince me that, right? I right. do think that two things can be true. 
I think that you can have a great appreciation for hip hop and rap culture, but I still think in order to really ingrain yourself, especially if you grew up a certain kind of way, that's not probably as authentic or natural, quote unquote, to you, right, as it is to to us, right? I'm, 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 I, I will be the one who says that. Right. However, I don't see Jack Harlow being around here just. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A wigger, no. all the stuff that they, you know that we try to say. Yeah. I don't see yeah. that being. I do think that he's in a specific type of lane. Yep. And because of that lane, it has like you said, he has all these endorsements. It has attracted Drake mm-hmm. and all these yeah. other people. But Jack Harlow, in my opinion, ain't done nothing. Like I don't, I don't think he's done anything egregious. No, no. To the culture and a lot of the stuff that's happening to him. It's not necessarily stuff that he, like the Brandy thing was kind of, you know, it was just kind of like a cultural bloop. Yeah. But like the Uzi thing, that really ain't got nothing to do with Jack Harlow. That's no, Uzi's. Uzi being stupid. Big stupid. Uzi's ignorance. Yeah. Right. And I think some people are going to take that as Jack Harlow. Blah, blah. No, Jack. I mean, yeah, Jack Harlow is, you know, repping the culture and graining himself in the culture or whatever, whatever, whatever. But to suggest that he doesn't have white privilege it's Uzi's yeah. ignorance around the term and what that means and not so much Jack Harlow. Now, what we would like to see from Jack Harlow is be like, no, as a white man, I have a certain, I do have a certain amount of privilege. Yep. However, I love rap. You know, I appreciate all, you know, all that the hip hop community and culture, the history of it. Like that's, that's what we would love to see. Right. But <sighs> I can't blame, I can't blame him because Uzi made the statements. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uzi made the statement, so Uzi's stupid. And, and within that, just as black people, I'm, I'm going to kind of just do the reflection here. Sure. Just as us as black folks going in the predominant, I'm going to use quote, air quote, white spaces, like corporate America and all that kind of stuff, we are already been taught as a, at a young age to go in there knowing more, doing more, knowing your history, being overprepared, right? So with Jack, I expect the same thing for him. Which is, I can understand why people might have been mad at him not knowing Brandy. Brandy, yeah, if he wasn't in a prepared. Black culture, you need yeah. to be over prepared. You need to know who created hip hop, how long hip hop has been around. You, 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 people expect them to know all those things. If you're going to be in this culture, you have to kind of over, especially presenting the way he presents. I think that's again, that's the difference yep. between him and Eminem. Eminem mm-hmm. was just a white boy who got signed by Dre. Yep. <laughs> but even, even with Eminem, Eminem, you ask him about hip hop, he understood hip hop. Understood hip hop. Yep. He understands the history of hip hop. He he can tell you his favorite rappers. He can tell you all this stuff. He can tell you verses. Like he loved hip hop. He probably could have heard a who was somebody that he probably would have known. A Tony Braxton song. And recognized mm-hmm. that's Tony Braxton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? And that's and that's pretty much all we wanted. Like if you didn't know they were brother and sister, that's one thing. I'm that's I'm okay something. with that because of yeah. their like you said, they don't pop up together mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But Brandy's voice is so distinct. Yeah. And she's such a staple in black music culture specifically Mm -hmm. that it's kind of like you do get a side eye. But that's neither here nor there. Let's get around to Billboard with this last thing. Since it's Negro Music Appreciation Month. They don't last long. Yes. We get to the point. Mm-hmm. We know you love it because it's everyone's favorite joint. These are Josh Rogers athletic abbreviations. I'm going to keep it very, very brief. But what I will want you all to know, if you listen to this on the day that it comes out, then today starts the NBA Finals with the Golden State War that Steph Curry and them. 
and the Boston uh-huh. Celtics. That is Jason Tatum. Them, um, they are going. His name is Jason Tatum, man. They Tatum, are going. Yep. yep, they are going head to head in the best. Uh, the best of four. The first, first person to win four games, not necessarily mm-hmm. in a row, but just four total, will yep. be the champion. Now, this they said that this is the comeback year for the Golden State Warriors because they had injuries last year and all the thing, and they people is back. And Jason Tatum has just been explosive over there in the Eastern Conference, and they've blown out of the people. They just defeated the Mavericks. Magic. Magic. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, they defeated the Heat, didn't they? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, the Heat. They defeated the Heat. I'm, the I'm Warriors Miami. knocked sure. out the Dallas yeah. Maverick. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. To, to, to take on the Western Conference um, Championship. And this is where we are. So they're going to go, you know, up two, seven games. But the first person to get four. Brian, your predictions. You think Golden State's taking it home? Yeah. You think it's going to be a, a sweep, a gentleman's sweep, which is technically five games? Like, what, what do you see? You know, you know uh, I know what you're It's about. tough. What this is, is tough. What is going to happen? Yeah. So you're right on all the things. Uh, I think. Okay, so I'm I'm rooting, and this is it's gonna sound. I'm a Laker, so this is gonna be blasphemous for me to say this. But I'm you're rooting, rooting for, for the Celtics. Celtics. Oh, I'm rooting for the Celtics. No, oh, no, for yeah, Celtics. okay. I, under, I understand That's that beef. For, for the I understand Warriors. that beef. The Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, yeah. no lip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. Yeah, so me rooting for the Celtics. But I like Jason Tatum. I like Jalen Brown. I saw Jalen Brown in high school. Jalen Brown just school. signed to Donda Sports. He did. So that's you know <laughs> black music, black music. Um, <laughs> He's an accomplished musician, so all those things. So I love I love and uh, Umuka Doka Odoka. I can't Who? think of his name. I pronounce his name. Okay, the coach of the Boston Celtics. Yes, he's with Nia Long. Um, yes, he's a black coach. So okay. I'm going for the the black team, the okay. black coach. Um, no Steve Kerr. More more dark skinned players on the team. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of light skinned players on the Warriors. Okay, other Colorism. than Draymond. Okay. Mm-hmm. Other than Draymond. Okay. Because watch, it's a, it's a beige team. It's it, a beige it, team. I'm, I didn't disagree. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I feel like the Warriors have been there so many times that they're not going to be phased by anything. They're not going to be phased if they get down by any amount of points. They're not going to be phased by the cameras. Not going to be phased by anything. They're going to be so comfortable in this moment that nothing's going to phase them. They've been here before. I feel like the Celtics, who are a young team, mm-hmm. uh, even though they have great defense, I feel like in certain moments. Uh, I feel like they were potentially going to be overwhelmed by the pressure, maybe take some bad shots. Uh, if they're up, they might, you know, get relaxed and lose the lead. If they're down, they're going to probably get defeated, you know. So I, I think the Warriors are going to win probably five, five games. Uh, I feel like the first two games are going to kind of dictate how the rest of the series is going to go. Okay. Uh, so if the Warriors win the first two games, I'll say it's going to be five games. Uh, but I really want the Celtics to win, like badly. Okay. Well, we shall see, and we will be reporting live via this podcast to let you know <laughs> we're not live. We'll be giving you updates as they come, <laughs> as we go pr- put this show out on a weekly basis. Right. Um, but with that being said, understood and accepted, me and Brian are just gonna, you know, we are. This will be our first time, even though we talk about music a lot. This will be our mm-hmm. first time having what we're going to deem as a jukebox episode, which means that Brian is just going to talk about music. There's going to be a lot of random things. Be prepared. Be prepared. And I'm not even in the best be of voice. But be prepared. Come on, Scar. I'm not even in the best of voice, but I'm going to give you, giving you the best that I got, baby. Hey, yeah, Anita. Ooh, I, you know, every time I sing one of her lines, I just get 
caught up. I feel like caught up woman, in the rapture. That woman, right? You did that to me. Oh, shout out to Chance Rapper. Yeah, help her get her masters. Who knew that? My my spiritual son doing the work of the Lord. Shout out the Chancellor. Little channel from Sandy Knife. So anyway, That's grab your drink, grab your cut. That was oh, such a great mixtape. Grab your, grab your drink, grab your snacks, grab your everything. I got my Perrier. Um, I have my protein bar. Grab your snacks. Brian has his cup, uh, and it it, it, it yep. doesn't get empty. <laughs> <laughs> grab all your things and meet us in the living room for this jukebox conversation. Let's do it. All right, good people, we are here. We have entered yeah. in the living room. Yeah. <laughs> I was confused on faith days. Entering. Yeah. Don't do it. Entering. I don't know the rest of the words. <laughs> oh, God's people oh, entering. We have gathered this holy place. Oh, why did the 90s always put them emphasis? Place. Oh, entering. Oh, oh. <laughs> the O in a place. Yeah. Uh, so let's just, let's just do this. I think. Me and Brian, if you don't, if you don't know us by now, you will you know. Will you will never, 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 never know us. We know. Just, you know, talked about so much of our loves and likes and dislikes and things and all that kind of stuff. But what you should know is that we love music. We love it from rap to hip hop to R and B to jazz and your soul. We don't talk about jazz and all the other stuff as often, but we love music. Brian, I'm gonna ask mm-hmm. you a question mm-hmm. that is based off a movie, Brown Sugar. It ain't gonna be about hip hop. I'm gonna ask you, when did you fall in love with music? With music? With music. Oh, <clears throat> uh, falling, fall in love with music. Had falling to be... in love, yeah, with music. 95 96 come on 95 96 yeah i think 96 is probably my favorite year of music what as far as my <clears throat> the like like music being like just everything okay 96 probably where music was everything you know if you can go back and look at the music that dropped in 96 yeah. you'd be like i understand why it was a great year of music and granted like i loved music before i liked music before then music was important but 96 when it was kind of like, oh, I'm I'm addicted to this. What about you? Oh, uh, I don't know that I have a specific year, but I will say, I think I've said this on the podcast before. My dad is a big old school R and B fan. Uh, wasn't a lot of rap going on in my house. Outside of what I was exposed to. Growing up in Memphis, you hear certain things. Three Six Mafia, all that kind of stuff. But I would actually say it was the Brown Sugar album mm. as a kid. That really, because my that thing had my dad in the chokehold. <laughs> he played that joint a lot, and I feel like that was the that was one of the first albums. And today, I still don't skip that. I listen to no skips, and even as a child, knew all of the words except the you know the song S D M F. It's a whole song, but mm-hmm. um, sang all the words loud. Because I think I think I remember the time Brian when <laughs> y'all drove me back to Atlanta from yep. Convocation, and you played it. And you and Laura's like, this dude, no, I knew every yeah. single word. That that was my album. It's still, it is still is one of my favorite albums of all time. Um yeah. so I don't know if my dad like 
got the CD when it first came out, probably did. But what that is a marker for me. Um, mm-hmm. That's 95. I yeah. looked it up. So, 90, so I was six Again, years old. 95, 96, I'm telling you. I, I was, was six years old. Yes. Listening to, you know, that. Uh, the other marker, I would also say, one of the first albums I begged my mama to get me was Bone Thugs Harmony. But also, you know, my favorite artist was Kurt Franklin. His Kurt Franklin and the Family Debut album, bro, I fell in love with Kurt Franklin that. The reason why we sing had a chokehold on that little first grader. And <laughs> I'm like, this is the reason why I sing. And I, <laughs> um, so it was really those two. Kurt Franklin and the Family and Brown Sugar. The duality of it all, right? Um, mm-hmm. Were the two things that really captivated me. Speaking of Kurt Franklin, um, Brian, you know, just easing into this jukebox episode, we've consistently yep. said on this show, and while we're not going to do a whole episode dedicated to these artists, so we're going to try to keep it come compounded and maybe still need to do a whole episode to them one day. But there are three artists we consistently say needs an episode, and yep. we're going to take some time today to highlight those three: Kirk, Beyonce, Andre Three Stacks. Yes. Let's just start Kirk. I'm going to throw it at you. Because you know, y'all know how I feel about Kirk. Yes. Uh, I feel that Kirk Franklin, although I am not a Kirk Franklin stan, I recognize his influence on gospel music, the culture, and not just gospel music, but just music in general. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> uh, the culture to people who don't never go to church or maybe go to church, what they call what CME, Christmas, mm, Mother's Christmas Day, Easter Saints. Um, they all them niggas know Kirk. Like if if you don't know anybody in gospel music, you say name one gospel artist. Kirk Franklin be the artist. So he's like in essence, even though like you know I'm a I'm a really big fan of John P. Kidd. I feel like he's the goat in terms of you know and music to me. If we're being honest, uh, in terms of uh, longevity and oh, for sure cultural relevance mm-hmm. and. Um, being an icon of that genre, Kurt Frank will be considered like the goat because yeah. he just all the things. Like, granted, I would rather listen to John Peake all day. Musicality yeah. is great, That's great fair. voice, so fair. But in terms of, if I walked down the street and said, "Do you know who John Peake is?" Nobody would know who he is. You know what I'm saying? Like, not unless you grew up in like in church for real. Like, yeah. you don't just know who John Peake is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say Kurt Franklin is definitely the goat of gospel music, and this comes from a person who doesn't even listen to a lot of Kurt Franklin music, but I know his relevance on on the on the culture. Yep, have downloaded and or purchased every single album that he's came out with. Um, the one that I enjoyed the least is the one in C. That was just don't know what that was. Uh, <laughs> the one that I enjoyed the least after that is Fight of My Life. Yeah, Marcus just posted that part of my life. Yeah, it's it's not a bad album. It's not bad, it, and it got some really, it got some great songs on there. But in comparison, kind of like what you said about life, in comparison to everything else, mm-hmm. it just kind of falls flat. Um, yeah. His last one, "Love Life Live" or whatever, maybe mm-hmm. you know, it's like third on that bottom to the bottom for me. Again, not a bad album. Um, just like my all time favorite album of. Of let, me, let me guess, hero, hero. Yep, my favorite character. Start to finish, yeah. that the features the I mean, bro, Dorinda Clark Cole, mm. Fred Hammond, Yolanda yeah. Adams, Ty Tribbett, Jay Moss, um, Stevie Wonder, like mm-hmm. 
<laughs> that yeah. dude, like that, the features on that album alone solidified. And y'all talking about Jay Moss was Jay Moss had it run from like 03 to 06. He, three that solid years. Pajam. Pajam was pajamming. <laughs> if I was a writer, I would use my pencil. Listen. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That, a pro- that beat, a that prolific beat dissertation. If I was a speaker, <laughs> that was a, that V two was an album. V two was good. Oh, that was so good. I can go back and listen to that right now. Because well, V two is where it was V two where he had to collab with uh, Anthony Hamilton. Yeah. Yes, bro. And he had to collab with freaking Marvin Winans. That freaking went hard. That's my favorite song on the album. We loved it with Marvin Winans, but that's the one with uh with uh Oh yeah. We lo- yeah, oh that's a good one. Yeah, 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 goes. Yeah. I think the Anthony um, Hamilton one is my favorite. But yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, but my one Marvin Winans is good because it's real good. It drives hard hard. Mm-hmm. But the one Anthony Hamilton is good too. That whole album is good to me. I can you can press play. Yeah. And it just goes. Yeah. And if, he used to like, of course, used to do background and some writing for his family. And you can yeah. hear, like, I think on one of the render songs, like you can you literally hear him. Oh, what in the doubt. back. Um, so yes, Kurt Franklin is my absolute favorite, um, one of my favorite artists mm-hmm. of all time. Not just gospel. I enjoy mm-hmm. Kurt Franklin. Now, has he been theologically sketched sometimes? Oh, oh absolutely. Um, Hosanna. Yeah, Hosanna you know, is definitely off. It's a bop. <laughs> it's a it great is song. A bop, but it's not the thought of you. And I, all of that about <laughs> Jesus is so accurate. However, don't call him Hosanna. Hosanna is a is 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 a declaration. It is a it is it is an acknowledgement. It is a praise. What's his it name? is not his name. <laughs> um and, and it's okay. There is po I poetic license, right? You're able to <laughs> find interpretation. We see it all the time. Um, you know what I'm saying? So we, we give him the worst. Those are worse. Oh, they're songs. worse gospel interpretations. That's just our good are. friend from the podcast, Donna Lawrence. You know, let's give it back to Eden and live the world. on top of the world. The world. <laughs> Sir, Eden mindset is a kingdom mindset, it, huh? Huh? Is it? <laughs> Was there even kingdom when Eden existed in the way that it did? Did even when Jesus came, there was no redemption back to Eden. <laughs> so I'm really trying to figure out what is this concept of taking us back to a space? <laughs> and Eden ain't Eden ain't heaven. Eden ain't heaven. Mm-mm. And once they ate that fruit, we don't know if it was an apple or not. Pomegranate, little mango. We don't know. Might have been a kiwi. Might have been listen, might have been a jackfruit. <laughs> Whatever it was, that destroyed Eden. <laughs> okay, it destroyed Eden. And what does that? And Brian, let's just linger here for. What does that even look like if we went back to Eden? Right, we, naked we back and naked? afraid. We, we naked and afraid. Go back, and then we go back. Are we naked? Do we know what's going on? Because if we naked, it's gonna be a, and we know what's going on. Sin. Listen, <laughs> I mean debauchery at its finest. Listen, orgies, and we get kicked right back Sodom out. Sodom and the Gomorrah. <laughs> we get kicked right back out. Okay, of Eden. Um, but yeah, so Kirk Franklin deserves his flowers. Um, he's currently going to go on tour in Maverick City. I am not a huge Maverick City fan. One mm. because their songs are eighteen minutes long. And I just don't have my ADHD 
does not allow me to sit and listen to an 18 minute long song and then a five minute reprise of that 18 minute long song. Right. However, they have a joint album coming out, which to me continues to speak to Kirk's relevance. Mm-hmm. Um, because the album that they have, the song, the single that they have, I, I listened to it. It's nine minutes long. <laughs> okay. But it gets to a certain point where you know, oh, this is where Kirk really got his producer. You can hear the Kirk sound. Mm-hmm. And it made the song more palatable for me. Um, mm. So, yeah, I, I just, Kirk continues to, and he said that, I stay relevant because I keep young people around. And it is evidence in his Maverick City collab. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm interested to see, like, I think the Maverick City Kirk album will be okay. And I think it's going it's to do numbers. You're talking about Grammy, Stellars, they finna sweep it all. Oh yeah, um, Maverick City is already on top. Already right on top, and then you add Kirk to that mix. But I, I'm I'm Her interested to see Darla. what the next Kirk out. Kind of like we said about Beyonce, we want Destiny's Child, but I'm also yeah. really looking forward to the next Beyonce album. That takes right. us right into our next music star worth. Beyonce, yes. Giselle, Nose Carter. Yes. What can we say about the woman of God? And it's interesting because we know Beyonce is always getting her flowers. So you're saying, well, what can you say about Beyonce Yeah, that hasn't already been said? For sure. And I'm going to just say this, and I'm going to stand on this hill. It's not the same Terry Crews hill. Nope, never is. But Four is one of the greatest bodies of work <laughs> Yes. known to man. Yes. It's that. It's so good. Like. It's that good. People want to say lemonade. I feel like lemonade is her like artsy fartsy. This ain't for y'all. This is but this before. Is... <sighs> like lemonade was good, and I think lemonade deserved all the critical acclaim that it received and still yeah. gets. Lemonade was good. But I think lemonade was good more so the visuals though. I think the visuals helped out lemonade. I can more see than... that. I can see yeah. that. I can see that. But I also see why people thought it was like her best body of work just because it was so personal and it was yeah. it was real artsy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, outside of a uh, formation. Formation was kind of like for the culture, right? But everything else, but that was even it even told a story, if we're gonna be honest, because even the visuals to that helped yeah. bring that to life. But four, bro, to your point, start to finish. Vocally, on four, she sings down yeah. on that freaking four is a masterpiece. Four is a masterpiece. I know you don't care too much, but I still care. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, baby, boy, dun, 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 dun. it's a that's an album. Let me let me pull this thing up because four, I ain't I never have four been four good four. at algebra, but I know one is you. So good. The church modulations on um, baby, it's you. Okay, so listen. Here goes here here go the track list. Yeah, it starts off with "Love on Top" song, then goes to "Party" featuring Andre 3000, then "School in Life," which is a good song. Countdown. Countdown. I miss you. Mm-hmm. Then dance for you. I care. My song. Rather die young. Mm-hmm. One plus one. Mm-hmm. End of time. Like. Run the world, <laughs> best thing I never had. Start over, and I was here. Find one to skip. Find one to skip. And how many songs was that? That was fourteen songs. Fourteen songs, and out of the fourteen, you probably call eight that were like singles and hits. 
Yeah, yeah. Off of that. So imagine we always talk about this. Beyonce's never doing the verses. She could pull eight of her 20, like actual hits, not B side classics, actual yeah. hits from mm-hmm. four. Yeah. You got love on top. It's parties on that. Did you call off party? Party, yeah. Parties on like love on top, party, I care, uh, one plus one, dance for you. Uh, best thing you never. That's six. Yeah, for run sure. The, run the world, seven girls. Um, countdown. I like countdown. Countdown and eight. That's the because yeah. all of those were actual singles. Eight yeah. singles, bro. Mm-hmm. Eight hitting singles of one oh, album. One album. <laughs> if she did a verse, she got that one. Just one album. That one album, and then you just add in love. You add in crazy in love. You add in dangerously in love. Her version. Oh, single you ladies. Add in single ladies. You add in you know. formation. You add in. You know, it's so easy to get to twenty with her. But then you start thinking about B. One of my favorite B side classics from Beyonce. And if you want to, they got the green light. The freakum dress is a song like bro. Beyonce. It just partition. Jesus. Drive around at the partition, please. Talk that talk, Beyonce. Drunken love. Drunken love. People don't. People don't really like um, whip up sideways. Like, like, what's, what was the title of that song? Seven uh, Eleven. Yeah. People don't really like Seven Eleven, but it was still a hit. Like, okay, mm-hmm. if, if we're gonna take verses, verses is my hits. It was a hit. Um, Self title is a great album as well. Um, yeah. yeah. So people used to say they say Beyonce's their favorite album, Beyonce album is either gonna be Lemonade. Subtitle or four. A lot of people throw B Day out there. I can I can see that. A lot of people throw B Day out there. No one ever talked about Sasha Fierce. Yeah, Sasha Fierce wasn't. It ain't. It was again. Everybody has like that one. Sasha Fierce wasn't bad. It just wasn't. It didn't hit like the others. I'm gonna say that way. It's 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 based off of the album that resonates with you. But B Day was good. It had Irrepla- yeah. irreplaceable, upgrade you, deja vu. Oh, yeah, I'm looking um, at um, Sasha. Sasha Fierce has single ladies. It had Halo, which is a big crossover class. Oh yes, Halo was. And good. then it that's had true. If I Were a Boy. Oh, okay, that's good. That works. Mm-hmm. Three, three songs. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, Sweet Love Dreams was on there too. Sweet Dreams are a beautiful night. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh huh. Um, oh, and Diva was on Sasha Fierce. Oh. Sasha, yeah, she has like every album, bro. She got like at least Nigga. four or five. Dangerously in love, crazy in love, naughty girl. This is B Day, baby boy. This is this is dangerously in love. Oh, okay. First debut album, debut, album. debut solo. Album. I'm just gonna name four: crazy in love, naughty girl, baby boy featuring Sean Paul, mm-hmm. me myself and I. That's I'm I'm just just those just those. We just we just gave y'all her verses without even going into the Destiny Child bag. And we didn't even do the Luther Vandross Close I Get to You remake. No, we didn't. We did no and features. That's on that. We did none of that stuff. And then Daddy, that's every most women's father daughter dance these days. <laughs> and, she, it's, yeah. and that relationship is so tumultuous. Right. However, <laughs> she gave us the song, right? We did none of those songs. We didn't do nothing. We didn't do nothing outside of her albums. We didn't do no Destiny's Child stuff. We didn't do any features. We didn't do no Jay Z and Beyonce stuff. Did you go through B Day? B Day had Beautiful Liar, Irreplaceable. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I talked about green light upgrade you. I think you said that. Get me yeah. body. Michelle Obama mm. took that and made a whole fitness campaign. Body. She redid oh, that I joint. Give me body. Mm-hmm. Dang. Um, deja vu. I think it, ring, ring me along. Ring me along. I've been done oh. too long. I've been done too long. She put. She threw yeah. listen on there on her deluxe album from Dreamgirls. Oh, that's a good song too. That's um, what she sings. I still think. Uh, I still think for vocally she was unmatched. 
Yeah, for vocally is my as vocally, my, I, she I, just oh, she just sings, yeah. man. I think it resonated with me because it's just from start to finish a good album. It's not, and as a man listening to these this song, it's not like girl. Even though Run the World, it's, it's a, I'm I'm a I'm a um, feminist in terms of I, I believe in women empowerment, especially yeah. black women. Yeah. Um. So I love Run the World and stuff like that. Um. But none of the songs are like overly. You know, it's, as a it's man, not so like girly, quote unquote, that like yeah. you can't get into it, right? And yeah. even if it was, I think Beyonce just has that appeal. And I'm looking at Lemonade now. If we just go from there. She got hold up, you know, love me like I love you. Uh, people mm-hmm. don't like the weekend, but six inch heels, six inch heels. I'm done. Like it's a it's a song. Um, yeah. Formation, of course, and then freedom, like oh, the one with Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. Lamar. That was a freaking yeah. song, and then sorry. Yeah. Sorry, she can, she can give you thirty songs. She could probably give yeah. just her, just her album, her stuff. And then, like you said, if she get into, then if you get into the newer stuff she did, the um, the um, what was it? The Lion, Lion King, King, the King? gift, mm-hmm. the single she just did for um, the Serena Venus thing, uh, yeah. the Jay Z, the be, Carter's album. Yeah, um, and for those, I know it got some slander. But she can give you before I let go, and that goes. She did, and it's it gets slander, but it don't stop from being played at every brunch because and what because what good. because what I do here as much as y'all talk about it is I hear that major Frankie Beverly, and then they transition that thing right into Beyonce's mm-hmm. version, and y'all do not stop dancing. Y'all do not stop dancing. Okay, she, she just enhanced. She added something to the song. Yeah, and she didn't really change. Mm-mm. Anyway, the beat like is got a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the up tempo thing? Kind of like a bounce type of situation going on yeah, to it. Yeah, but she didn't right, change bounce. it. Like she didn't really like. She didn't remix it so much that it's not recognizable. Recognizable. Yeah. yeah. And then she added her little, like you said, "Pull up to Coachella." Who's with? Uh, yeah. She with her. She got, yeah, she got her little rapping bag for half a second. Um, and then her live. Then she gave us a like coach the Coachella live album homecoming. I mean, it's of course it's a hodgepodge of all of her stuff, yeah. but that live like people don't do live albums like that no more. Mm-hmm. And she gave us a quality like even if you didn't watch the documentary, listening to that live album, mm-hmm. and then we can just get into Beyonce features, which she don't have. She don't do a whole lot, but when mm-hmm. she do jump on stuff, Savage made it better. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Nicki Minaj? Feeling myself, whole song, yeah. Um, like she just Beyonce, she's great. She's a hit uh, maker. That, that song she did with DJ Khaled, yeah, top off, top off song. She called out Tiffany Haddish in this song. <laughs> NDA. <laughs> she called out Tiffany Haddish. In I'm this the song. realest. She said somebody. I'm the realest nigga. I'm the only woman here, still the realest nigga in the room. Yeah, great line, great line. And then she and she gave us the um some some and top two and I ain't number two. She gave us that. Yeah, Beyonce she gave, gave us that. Us that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. men and to your point, men and women alike. How many mm-hmm. pe- people have you seen say I'm top two but ain't number two, or that's top two yeah. and not number two? Like, yeah. And you can say whatever you want to say about if Jay Z wrote the line or whatever, whatever. But kind of like Cardi's argument, Beyonce delivered it and delivered it in a way. Even if she, even if she did write, I'm not saying she didn't write it, but even if she didn't write it, she delivered it in a way that it is hers. Yeah. Uh, and I just feel like Beyonce deserves all the things. I feel like me and Brian said this last week 
that her next project is going to be DC3. Yes, it needs Before to be DC3. There's another solo Beyonce. I feel like Beyonce yeah. gave us the Lion King thing. She gave us Black Parade. She gave us the Venus and Serena. I feel like she gave us a few singles and projects to like, mm-hmm. you know, just hers. And I feel like she's finna give us DC three. Right. Once DC, I feel like she gonna do DC three and then Beyonce a, a Beyonce solo right after. And then she yeah. gonna get quiet again for like ten years. Yeah. Cause cause my thing is like we don't. This is gonna sound bad and Beehive don't kill me. We don't need another Beyonce album. We have so much music. But I feel like we need, just the culture needs a Destiny Child album. Oh, yeah, for sure. It is, we, we need it. We need it. It's time. We're, we're, we're a nostalgic society. Um, us millennials, we love nostalgia. We love for you to bring some things that made us feel good when we were in our high school years. Yeah. Give us the new Destiny's Child. Give us what do y'all sound like in 2022? What, what do y'all have to say? In 2022, y'all got kids now. Y'all are wives or have been married. Or what does cater to you sound like now? <laughs> you know what uh, I'm do do like, you still want a soldier? Like, what What, what are the things? <laughs> right. Um, independent women, it, that's an even bigger thing now. Now we have vice presidents. And we have things have changed to where it's not even a, a greater level of 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 just society changes to where it, things make a little more sense or change in, in, in essence. Um, like, do, like I said, do you want a soldier now? Mm-hmm. Right. Are you still bootylicious? <laughs> and what is, but, but, and maybe you Can are. you pay my bills? Can you pay, do you want that nigga to pay your bills? Right. Are you still doing the no, no, no thing? Um, yeah. And even with bootylicious, how does that translate to current, because bootylicious ain't nothing but like twerk culture, this fine life, because basically they were saying, I'm, I'm a bad bitch. Is what they were yeah. saying in Bootylicious. So, mm-hmm. how does that translate? Like, do you step? And Beyonce has had some of those very self-affirming, body-positive songs, right? Mm-hmm. Even like her songs with Nicki. Um, she, oh, she alludes to basically. She basically she alludes to all that feeling. Myself woke up like this. Those two songs they got together. Like right. she alludes to all of that. And even in her Savage remix verse, you yeah, don't jump to put jeans on. Yeah. It, like so, what does so what does all of that look like in the 2022 mm-hmm. of things? Um, yeah. What do these features look like? We talked about that a little bit. What do what do what do current Beyonce features look like? Is Beyonce gonna give us an album just full of Beyonce? Is DC three gonna give us an album just all DC three? Or are they gonna go feature heavy? Like mm-hmm. what does it look like? I think to your point, no, we don't need another Beyonce album or more Beyonce music. We have so much great quality music to where she never gave us anything else. I think that's the thing. Mm-hmm. If she never gave us anything else. We have so much that we are super straight. Yeah. And I think Beyonce, and I'm going to say this, and it's not just because she's Beyonce. I feel like if she comes out with something, it's going to slap. Only because as we've just made evident, every album has a minimum, a minimum of five like singles. Not just songs we enjoy. I'm talking about like singles and hits. Yep. That like really were like you can blast most people know, right? Yep. Um, so I don't think that that will be any different than any new Beyonce song or DC3 album. I think DC3 will be the most interesting because they literally have not done anything since, what, early 2000s? Right. Um, so it's just going to be interesting. But they, we know, based on Coachella and other past performances, they still got chemistry. Yeah, they still, and I think part of that because they're friends, but yeah. they still have chemistry. They still perform well together. They sound well together. So mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to be an issue. It's just what are the songs 
what does 2022 DC3 sound like? Because there are no girl groups today. Mm-hmm. So, like, what what does a girl group look like today? Right, right. There are no girl and, groups. No girl right. and, groups. And will we see a resurgence of girl groups when Jesse because of that? Out? Right, and yeah, not and not the new SWV escape, but like like legit legit newer girl groups. Um, that will form because of that. Will DC three have the effect that Nikki had on women's rap? Mm-hmm. Will that cause a resurgence of you know these girls or even just girl groups and even boy bands too? Because right. we don't really have any of those out. Either. No, no groups um, aren't really a thing. So again. will groups be become a thing again? Um, right. But that is Beyonce leaning into Beyonce. Great transition. She had one of the greatest rappers of all times on one of her hits, Party. Party. Yep, with Andre Three Stacks. Yes, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Brian has said, and I agree with this statement, that holistically, mm-hmm. Sean Carter yes. is the goat of rap. However, mm-hmm. I will venture to say mm-hmm. that Andre Benjamin is the greatest rapper to ever don a microphone. I would agree with that. I, I would believe, and I would venture to say that no one, and I say I can say this about a few people, but no one is rapping better than Andre than 3000. I think a few people can like go toe to toe with him when they yeah. if they if they really put that pen to yeah. paper. And Jay Z's yeah. one of them. I'll give yeah. Nas. I put Nas because Nas is. I don't really enjoy Nas music, but I'm not gonna take away from his lyricism. Yeah. Um, Nas, who else would just really go? I would, I, honestly, I when Drake is rapping. When Drake, Drake really raps, raps. He, Wayne specifically in his heyday. Yes, um, um, I will put Kendrick up there. Kendrick, Kendrick is really J Cole when J Cole yes. ain't on some other stuff. Um, yeah. I think there's a few rappers who like. I mean, and that's anybody, right? Who can go? But I feel like overall, there are very few Andre verses that I don't enjoy. Yeah, and, and I Andre, say verses because he ain't really gave us a real solo album outside no. of um, Love Below, Love Below, the little Love Below thing, but. Yeah. And Andre, it was we talked about Brandy earlier. Andre is your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Favorite rapper's favorite rapper, like ones that can really rap. Let me say that. Like I no think the ones who can rap, I feel like still throw Andre. That's in Andre. Hand. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you have like the Eminem's. He can put. Oh, Andre is my favorite rapper, or one mm-hmm. of my favorite from my top five. Um, everyone's gonna have Andre three thousand in their top five. And within that, let me kind of give a good shout out to Big Boy. Who, Let's do that. Let's do that. You know, Outkast is probably one of the greatest hip hop groups of all time. Mm-hmm. And you had Big Boy who was going toe to toe with Andre 3000, which a lot of people consider one of the greatest. Big Boy was going toe to toe on every song. Every time it was before, he had to. There's there no, no way. <laughs> you're, there's no way you're. And that's the thing. Like, so. Amigos, I think is a takeoff. Is the takeoff is the talent? Is it was it offset? Which one of them is the takeoff? Uh, is the one that got the deep voice? Takeoff is Cardi husband. Offset is Cardi's husband. Is it offset? Yeah, I think so. I, I, feel, like I, take, know I feel like takeoff is the rapper. I feel like takeoff the one that that don't really have the recognition. Yeah, he's take, the rapper. Takeoff he's is the best the one. Is the talent. yes right? So in that group, you can kind of because Quavo is like the star of the Beyonce. Offset is kind of like you know somewhere in the middle. Oh yeah, um, Takeoff is the is yeah, the best rapper. Takeoff is the rapper. Um, I feel like you can kind of hide because Takeoff, even though he's the rapper, he's still like he's not he's not so great that you isolate him. Right, right. 
in this particular case, Andre is always isolated in a sense when it comes to conversation. Yes. So I feel like Big Boy, even though Big Boy can rap, he holds his own. But I also feel like there was an added pressure to be like, mm-hmm. this nigga's not going to do this on the mic every week. Right. And I come at you <laughs> with some, and I love Gucci Mane, with some Gucci Mane, you know, verses. Yeah. Like, it's not happening. <laughs> because yeah. even though International Players Anthem, which I ventured to say, since, oh, since we're here. One of the greatest songs ever. So, I typed a text to a girl I used to see, saying that I chose this cutie pie with whom I want to be. And I apologize if this message gets you down. Then I CC'd every girl that I'd CC around town. And hate to see y'all frown, but I'd rather see her smiling. Witness all around me, too. Peninsula, maybe. Makes no sense. I'm no crazy. Give up all this pussy cat that's in my lap. No looking back. Spaceships. Don't come equipped with rear view mirrors. Big dip. As quick as they can. The atmosphere is now lit. I'm so like a pit. I'm glad it's night. So the light from the sun would not burn me on my bum when I should. Go on to the altar. Repent, remember what I taught you. Keep your heart three stacks. Keep your heart. Hey, keep your heart three stacks. Keep your heart. Man, these girls are smart. Three stacks. These girls are smart. Play your part. Play your part. Yes. Like that song. Example. Oof. And even in that, people and I do, I think that is one of the greatest verses. If you go to the end, and let's just go there for half a second. Let's just let's find it. Since we're here. Since we're here. Since we're here. Since we're here. I still want to hear the, the version that has all three groups in it. Since we're here. Any many decisions with precision I pick or make my selection on who I choose to be with. Girl, don't touch my protection. I know you won't hit to slip, but slipping is something I don't do. Tipping for life. Oh, it's so good. Let me tell you, get your parasol umbrella because it's going to get better. Better prepare your brother. She's supposed, she's supposed to spend it on that baby, but we see she does. Pass, pass, Paul McCartney. The lawyers couldn't stop this. Slaughter, slaughter, Udden Park has had the tie to a rock, rock. Send her into outer space. I know he wish she could because he paying 20K a day. That bitch is eating good. Like an infant on a double D titty. Just getting drunk because you miscalculated the next to the, the last pump. Jump, jump, and the gut walk from the Kitty up, better choose the right one or pick pick the kitties up. And you can't deny that that verse slapped as well. It's so good. It's so good. So we, I know this is about Andre Three Stacks, but you can't. I feel like you can't have a conversation adequately about Andre Three Stacks without recognizing mm-hmm. the genius and talent of um, as Big Boy as well. But uh, I will say. I think the only thing that hurts Andre is that he did not have a solo career. Right. Like a legit. They did their whole speaker box love below thing, but mm-hmm. neither one of them stepped out and did like the solo thing. Um right. so I think that's the only like argument but he's done he's done features. Even the 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 the, the feature that never made it to Dunda. When we heard it, it's like I don't even mess with Kanye, but Andre <laughs> Bro, the art that you gave us and that yeah. your dead mama talking to his dead mom, bro, who mm-hmm. even thinks like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
You know what I'm like, saying? It, Andre is it, Andre is introspective. He is intelligent. He raps off the beat, on the beat, around the beat. Um, Bro, he was even on. Um, is it uh, Walk It Out? Mm-hmm. He took Walk It Out. <laughs> I walk it out like an usher. I walk it like real like talk. Usher. If you say real talk, I probably I probably won't trust you. <laughs> like he took a like a party cliche. Like trendy song and gave us solid. Just yeah, I mean, I think he he was on I think on on D's on it remix too. He he was on a few things. That's like, oh. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's another album we need. We need another Outcast album. We do, we do, we do. And I would and he made a list of like features that he wants to see. He wants to be a part of. Mm-hmm. When the whole Donda thing happened. So I hope that more people tap into him because he seems mm-hmm. open. Um, and I hope that we get more under 3000 verse. If we never get an album from Outcast or Andre, yeah. I hope that we get a few more features in this lifetime. I wonder how much he charges for a feature. I feel he like Andre is one of them artists who either charge you a buttload or he do it for the sake of the art. I feel like there's really no yeah. in between. Yeah. Like you my homie, yeah. so I'm going to do this, pay me my royalties, give me my writing credit. Or right. I'm gonna do this. I need five hundred. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's like a purist. Mm-hmm. Not so much as Lauren Hill, but because <laughs> I feel like she's the one who's gonna have to like blow her sage and be like, the ancestors me, didn't tell me to do it. Right. Let me talk to the ancestors. Let me, the ancestors. Let me see what Harriet after she since she don't crack a smile. Let me see what she's saying behind that frown <laughs> about you. Um, but those are our three like industry just stalwarts and i'm sure that y'all can probably add more that you think deserve great conversations but those three to me and brian without question despite our maybe differences in fandom concerning some of them like you can't deny the impact that they had specifically right in their lanes and what they've done and neither one of them has like brand new music and they're Mm -hmm. ridiculously relevant <laughs> right to this they're in conversation now. Kirk, we talk about have someone Maverick City, but like when people, most people who reference Kirk, gonna go back to Melodies from Heaven, Stomp, yeah, Revolution, Beyonce. Yeah. She has like you know things out. You know, Andre don't even have a solo album, and it's Mm-mm. still like singled out as this artist, right? So I think yeah. they hold down their specific art. Anything you yeah. want to add about those three before we kind of just talk about some genres, um, specifically. Yeah, only other like so. The, Kirk is not a break the internet artist. Beyonce is a break the internet artist. Like she drops something right now, internet gonna go crazy. Andre drops something right now, internet's gonna go crazy. D'Angelo is another one of those people that if you drop something right now, the whole world is gonna go crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so shouts out to them. Like they just they just wild. Rihanna probably would too. If she drops something right now, the world would would, would go crazy. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh, especially since Miss um, Miss Fenty hasn't given us music in so long, and we're she's, we're she's waiting done. on it. She's playing in everybody's face. The Navy, she's playing in the Navy's face. So, you know, in order not to keep this podcast way, 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 way too long, we're going to go through the next. We're going to go through three of our favorite genres. We're church boys, okay. so we got to go gospel, R and B, yep. rap, and hip hop. So, yep. gospel. You kind of talked yes. about who your favorite um, artist is. That is John B. Key. Let's dig mm-hmm. into that. You love John B. Key. Who are some other artists you love? What are some of your favorite gospel songs and albums? Uh, jo- uh, yeah, other than John P. Key, 
Uh, Fred Hammond was was a major role. And when it comes to gospel, a lot of times it's going to be when you like got saved or like what you grew up on. Uh, so Fred Ham was kind of like, a, was, was my guy when I first, you know, came to the Lord, as you would say, purpose by design was, was my album, um, pages of life. Chapter one and two, uh, was definitely a thing of Fred Ham and that was great. Okay. Uh, uh, Todd Galbert is a newer artist. I like his album decrease is so good. Okay. Um, Leandria Johnson is one of the greatest gospel voices to ever. Oh, pick up a mic without a shot. She may not have like the quality like albums like where you can say just press play. She's a Grammy winner. When we talk about voices, and, and <laughs> she won it off Jesus, which was a song. Call yes. like you want it. She might be the best singer in gospel in, in gospel history. Yep. Like just pure voice. Give it to us. Um, I won't disagree with that. Smokey Norfolk's always been pretty pretty big on on my list. He might folks. be my pastor. <laughs> he might, depending on how depending on how things keep shaping out around here. <laughs> uh, let's go, ladies. Uh, the, you know, Maddie's girls. I'm pretty sure you probably were going to mention. Them. Oh yeah, but you can give them I their know. flowers because I'm going to give them their flowers. Uh, who else? I'm going to say that's pretty influential in terms of gospel. Um, I could probably stop there, but that, there's so many we can mention. Yeah, for there's sure. So many. What about you? You, you, I'm surprised you didn't give us Judy Christie McAllister. Your California. Uh, bless the Lord, oh, oh my soul. soul. We got to talk offline about what, uh, how messy uh, our um, national supervisor is putting together her music department during women's convention. So, ah, uh, okay. I don't have a national supervisor. Um, oh, you're not in the church, John Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Officially, <laughs> officially. Now, if you need me to marry you, them the credentials that I gotta present, because that's what I have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, but no, in terms of gospel, yeah, you know, I, I went on my rant about Kurt. Y'all know I love him. I also mm-hmm. adore um, Pastor John P. Key. Um, he, oh, yes. uh, I'm going to talk about Magic Girls later, but my favorite version of Strength, the song off the Strength album, is mm-hmm. the Dorinda Clark Cole feature that he did live in Atlanta. Cause, yes. And he recorded that in the show, Atlanta, why didn't, her, why didn't she make it? <laughs> Maybe he cleared. Like, because she killed it. She, she killed, killed it. And she was doing the, the She was the, doing the, the shuffle uh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> and the sliding. I loved it. Yeah. I I'm loved like, it. that, because that YouTube video slaps. So. Yeah. I think it's where he did Outstanding. He did the remake of the. Uh, of the boom, uh, boom, 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 boom. Yep. Jumpy Key. Jumpy Key got it. Is, yeah. We talked about it a little bit earlier also when we mentioned Ty. Ty was oh, like, yeah, I think Ty. for a certain gener- for a certain like in college, late high school yeah. years, Ty Tribute just I mean, four albums. Was it four, four life victory standout? And yeah, four album run, Greater which is man. really solid for gospel. Because we yeah. gotta think about it in context. You know, gospel artists have a hard time really breaking through and then have that level of consistency. It's sometimes even harder. I mean, yeah. that, you know, Brian is not as much of a fan, but I really enjoy the Marys, the Atkins sisters. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I really enjoy Mary and Mary. And the sound is one of my favorite albums from them. Um, and I ain't gonna hold you. Erica's debut solo project was not bad. I actually, I'm gonna say this though: her 2.0 is better than the original. Like when she did a 2.0 version of it, mm-hmm. that's the one that was hitting for me. Um, yeah. Of course, I can't. And let's let, let me. Well, let me before I, I'm, I'm mixing up people. Maddie's girls, mm-hmm. the Clark 
sisters, you made my day. <laughs> you came my way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you put a smile upon my face. You give me peace. <laughs> you can make my yes. dun, 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 dun. Uh, 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 dun, dun. I love him. Um, what about some uh, choirs? Choirs a big part of gospel. Before I leave, Maddie's girls mm-hmm. individually. I got okay. a Karen. I enjoy Karen. I enjoy. I you know how I feel you, about Jackie go. Clark too. Okay, right. I enjoy Twinkie, but Dorinda Clark Cole is a solo artist. <laughs> the ro- the Rose of Gospel. The, I don't even know what that means, but <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that means. I don't even know why that's a title. The Rose of Gospel. I, I, I have no idea, but I'm gonna tell you. My favorite Dorinda album, which I think has very few skips. I ain't going to say no skips. (laughs) Has very few skips is I Survived. That album has um, He Brought Me on it, which is her, like, Mm -hmm. one of her shouting hits. But she has so many other. And I think, kind of like we said about Beyonce's four, vocally, Dorinda was on, on that album. Because we know sometimes when Dorinda ain't, all the way there vocally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but she was so on on that album. Um, I'm going to throw this one out here too, which is an old school one, but I'm going to do it, Brian. Okay. Because uh, he, he sang with choirs, but he didn't really have his own choir. Okay. The Reverend James Moore. Okay. That man with no teeth from Mississippi <laughs> slash Detroit. <laughs> that man sings down. Okay. <laughs> uh, vocally, I can't ignore Daryl Coley. Oh yeah, um, Daryl Coley. If yeah. nothing else, when Sunday comes. Um, but if we're gonna talk about choirs, you got to give it up to Ricky Diller. He's just a choir master. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoy Mississippi Mass. Mm-hmm. Um, Walter Hawkins and the Hawkins mm-hmm. Singers. Mm-hmm. That man's pen and his influence on gospel. The Hawkins family is just to me incomparable. One of my Favorite choirs is Milton Bronson and the Thompson Community Singers. <laughs> boy, when I tell you, I know almost the whole discography from them jokers. <laughs> oh my God. Um, Hezzy. I was a Scott Walker. Can't forget him. Yep. We already mentioned John. And the Tri City um, well, Singers. Yep. Donald and the Tri City. Not Donald and Cole, the Tri City Singers. Okay. Yeah, well, I, want African African <laughs> I, I want you in that African. I want you in that Koofy. Okay, <laughs> I want you to say this is I, for the I saints. Am God. A message for the saints. That's uh, what I want. <laughs> give me, I am God any day. I want you to have Lejeune Thompson on on on, on lead. <laughs> Listen, if he cares yeah. for the birds in the sky, Brian. <laughs> Listen, oh, um, are we missing any choirs? <sighs> and they don't do choirs no more. These folks, nah, these young folks, don't no like choirs. Mm-mm. I think those are the major. I mean, you had George James, well, James Hall. James Hall. Yep. They gave us good. They gave us good numbers. music. And you had like your you other man. Oh, oh, you can't forget JJ. JJ Harris ain't nobody single. But when I tell you, bop after bop, awesome God. If nothing yeah. else, incredible God, incredible praise. That album. What album was that? Where uh, Incredible God was on it. That was a good album. You can first mm-hmm. play it on that album. You know who had a great album? Who? Tony's out the box. Tony's out the box was a Tony good album. out the box. It was weird, but it was great. So he did a remix of the Family Feud theme song, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that thing slapped. <laughs> yeah, Tony is a musical genius. <clears throat> he is. He's just Beast Lady. Just, just 
I'm still here. No, he, I think he's he, I, he, no, he didn't produce that though. He may have, but we're just not going to put that in Negro history, <laughs> like Negro music. Mob. We're just not doing that. Um, <sighs> Jesus. Yeah. Anybody else from gospel? Any other? Any songs that you can just play, Brian? That just takes you there. What song, if you played it right now, will send you up? Hell, holies of holies. Oh, running after you. Commission. Oh, okay. That is so Cal- that is so California. <laughs> Cry tears. Cause that How song does you? not send me up. Like, it's a great me. song. Like, it's it's a it's a it's a you know when I've been when I've been in in sin. Hello. No, I hear you. Um, running back to you. Um, but that sends me up like in like into tears into worship. I mean, just in any worship, high praise, any of those. Oh, the blood still works. High praise, like okay, the blood still works. Like mm-hmm. you can't go any stronger now. Thomas, okay. like going in. What about you? One of so that says Hezekiah Walker's Lord do it. You oh, press Lord do it. Bro- oh bro- yeah, that's good, brother. Hurry Brown. Oh yeah. Lord, do it. Yeah, that's a good one. When I tell you, I am. You read the Bible. <laughs> Don't you do it. God knows I read the Don't story. Don't you do it. About, about the blind, blind man. man. Who, who could not who see. Could not see. But one day. One day. He heard Jesus, heard was Jesus was by. He said, lay your hands. I said, master. That's so bad. Lay your Ma- hands. Yeah, hands, hands on, hands on me. me. Then he oh. cried. He cried. Lord, do. That's and that's the whole song. That's do it for me right now. And it just oh, when yeah. I tell you that thing will send me up, regardless of yeah, where I am. It's good. It's um, so good. A lot of songs that like take me up like that are older. Like songs you want me to get me to dancing. Ty Trippie got a bunch of. He has a praise break song on every album. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Um, I'm going to sing this, and I want you to okay. um, talk to me about your most fondest memory. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think this is the song. Is it? Child. <laughs> is that the one? That wasn't Do it? Die. No. Uh, what was it? What was the song? I feel like it was Donald Lawrence when the, song. When the titties fell out. <laughs> yes. uh, what was it? It wasn't giant. What? So- it wasn't giant. Oh. What song was it? <laughs> what song was it? The it came out around that time. It was. It was like it was around that era, though. It was like that era. It of- was around that time. And the shirt just kept. I feel like it was because I feel like the, the. I feel like maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like the irony of they gotta come down was <laughs> <laughs> the shirt going up. <laughs> I don't know, but for those. Oh no, it wasn't. It was I am healed. It was done. I, Lord. I, I, That's it. Because <laughs> she, uh, she was. Yeah. She, that was, she was. She was. I knew it was Donna Lauren something. She. She. That she we. Was she would remain nameless, but she was directing the slop so, out of that song. Just so y'all know, me and Josh sang it in a, in a choir. We sang an epic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we sang in a, in a choir. And the choir director had like this jacket blazer and an undershirt. She is very voluptuous. Very chest. top heavy. <laughs> and she was directing. And she was directing. And the way the- Her camisole. The, the cami was riding up 
and like instead of just unbuttoning her jacket, which and probably would have helped out. Yeah, just let it sit. Like she kept the jacket kept button. Trying to pull it down. <laughs> kept trying to pull it down. And then she said, forget it. I'm just going direct. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it can be in around her neck. <laughs> <laughs> and she came to us at the service and apologized. We was like, I don't even know what to do with this apology. I have no idea what to do with this. So we're trying to sing with just breasts just jiggling. Well, in nothing our healed. Face. Well, nothing healed. <laughs> nothing healed. Oh, I couldn't even look at the signals because I was just trying not like, to. At this point, you just got to know the song. You just got to listen. Just know. And know the song. All right. So that was God. Let's kind of speed. Ooh, I don't want to speed through them, but we, you know, for the sake of time, y'all just hanging here with us tonight. R&B. Okay. So, wherever you oh, want. Jesus, that's that's so robust. It is. We talking about like our favorite artists? Cause Whatever you want to talk about, bro. It's you a ju- so jukebox child. episode. Music is, going, is my guy. Okay. Like, so it's not even close in terms of R&B, in terms of who my favorite people are. D'Angelo, mm. Erica Badu, mm. just consistency. Mm-hmm. Um... I like Tank. I like music about sex. Yeah. You know. Breezy. Um, Chris Brown is the king of R&B. Uh, Usher, king of R&B. Um, Aaliyah is, is to the culture. Is very important. Yes. Um, A-A-L-I-Y. A-H. Old school R&B. Like, R&B, like, the thing about R&B goes back so yeah. far. Yeah. Like, you got to think about the temptations mm-hmm. and, like, the Supremes, know, the, the emotions. The Supremes, the emotions, the whispers. Stevie, like, Luther. The dramatics. Like, you know, like, so the much. Gap so much. The Gap. The Isley Brothers. Cameo. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Like, yeah. And the subgenres that went into, like, funk and. Funk and, yeah, like. R&B has been around for so long. There's so much music you can get Prince. into. Because Prince was kind of poppy R&B. He was poppy, but R&B, very R&B-ish. Yeah, like, it's it's tough. Um, Michael, the Jacksons, and Michael Jackson, before he went, like, completely pop. Yeah, he was R&B, like the Jackson 5. Yeah. Like, um, even though he's really the king of, like... He's the king of pop. I give him that. Pop. But R and B was still in his in his thing. Mary J. Blige is, yeah. And we probably could have used her for for giving her the flowers because Mary J. Blige oh, yeah. is the whole episode can be only, done on Mary. Only person in her category. There's nobody that sing, touching, can feel Mary J. Blige with what she does. Like, yep, icon. Like um, Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. Say what you want to say, but she's like she was a beast. She gave us great hits. Yeah. Uh, Whitney Houston. Um, Tony, uh, Tony Braxton. Unbreak yeah. my heart. Love should have brought you home last night. That is a listen, song. Listen, um, Babyface and that pen, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah, like Whip Appeal is my song. By the way, what is it? Whip Appeal. Oh, oh my yeah, god. <laughs> yeah, if you, uh, we. I know Babyface did a verses, but I can do another Babyface verses. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, speaking the, of the, the verses, Teddy Riley and Guy and uh, like, yeah, te- they did. They did their verses too early. We needed their verses to be the live. Yeah, instead of all the verses. technical issue thing yeah. that was trying to figure it out. Yeah, they shouldn't. Yeah, have. they could. They could run deserve, that one back. I would watch. They it. deserve more. Um, yeah, I would run that back. Who else? I think. I feel like if we if we start SWV. really lingering, we'll get stuck. SWV, um, for what it's worth, TLC, mm-hmm. um, even Escape. We talk about them, but you like kick off your shoes and relax your feet. Yeah. Um. Um. John Legend. Oh my God. 
Oh my, get lifted. That <laughs> debut album, he debuted. He debuted. Ordinary people, ordinary people had me questioning what it was going to be. But yeah. after we got past that, yeah. <laughs> Only skip on my on that album to me was it's that ordinary Snoop Dogg song. Oh, and well, I don't skip ordinary people. It's just like it takes a certain mood for me to listen to ordinary yeah, people. Yeah, you don't have but to listen Snoop to ordinary Dogg, people. That's, that Snoop Dogg song was. I can change. What is it? I can change. What is that's it? Terrible. I don't like that. Oh, speaking of the person we don't really talk about, Kanye's verse was it? Is it on Get Lifted or is it on? Um, dum 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 dum. That's on Get Lifted, right? Dum 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 dum. I try to jack off. He asked me, "Who was you playing with?" Like, baby, when I used to love you. Yes. Yeah. A verse. That's just that man is so talented and so crazy. He is. He is. Yes, John Legend, Anthony Hamilton. We kind of talked about him already. Um, Jill Scott. The whole Neo Soul kind of Angie's yeah. Angie's um, she gave us Black Brother. She gave us yeah, Black Brother. And she gave us the girlfriend's brother. name song. My girlfriend. My, my girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah, she yeah. gave us that. Um, going back to old school, I still stand on the hill that the emotions was the premier women's group of that time. Over the Supremes, over the LaBelles, <laughs> over, <laughs> over all the things. I enjoy the emotions um, so much. If nothing else, best of my love. And what do the lonely do for Christmas? Are you kidding me? Tis the season to be jolly. But how can I <laughs> when I have nobody? <laughs> what? <laughs> the Utah Carols don't make it better, Brian. Ooh, they sang this song. A silent night, I know it's going to be. Joy to the world, but it's going to be sad for me. It is depressing, but it's a, that is blues and R&B form, oh, yeah. and I live. Uh, we talking yes. about vocally, thinking of blue made me think about Tennessee Whiskey. It made me think about Kiki freaking Always Pregnant oh, Wyatt. One of the greatest singers of all time. Ain't got not an album to her name that's worth listening to. But she can but sing. She, but for her, her couple of two or three singles with Avon mm-hmm. are albums. Yeah. Uh, I mean, are songs. Yeah. Um, just her so songs great. with Avant are, are yeah. Her are, songs with Avant yeah, are Chef Kiss. Yeah, Chef Kiss. And anytime she sings, when she and when she does Patty Labelle stuff, um, Patty Labelle, Gladys Knight, um, mm-hmm. Aretha Franklin, the Queen of Soul. Yeah. Um, we y'all know we got a special place. It's at least in my heart. Brian's too. Anita, <laughs> Anita freaking Baker. Baker. I thought you were gonna say Dion Warwick. <laughs> Keep smiling. <laughs> Keep shining. Knowing you can always count on me. How many times, for sure. Ryan? For sure. For sure. <laughs> That's what friends. friends are for. Through good times. Y'all know this and is this times. is all this is almost the second intro song of the podcast. And bad times. <laughs> I'll, I'll be, be on your side forever. Forevermore. Ooh, that. <laughs> What friends, what friends are for? Oh, man. oh, speaking of like Avant made me think about Donnell Jones. Oh, yeah, Donnell Jones. Yeah. He's good. Ooh. Ooh. There's so much. Drew, Drew Hill. Oh, tell me what you want. You got to jump up and down. Cisco. Cisco. Jodeci. We said, we said, we said, Jodeci. Jagged Edge. Jagged, oh, Jagged Edge. Now, yeah. let's get married. About we the know. remix, yeah. but my God, <laughs> not this, not this settlement marriage that y'all was trying to do no. with us. No, um, 
There's group. so much, There's man. There's so much R&B. Like, and if you think of even the other groups that were like small, very few hits, like 702, Total. Um, H-Town. Had H-Town. Like a couple songs. Yeah. Um, man, Tevin Campbell, who's really just known for his brunch 90s Star Wars classic. Even though yeah. I do not enjoy this man, he was, a, in, he was big in R&B, Keith Sweat. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You can't take anything away from Keith Sweat. Bobby Brown, Bobby Brown, New Edition, New Edition, BBD, Johnny Gill, Johnny Gill, Gerald <laughs> um, Levert. Speaking yeah, of Gerald Levert, the OJ's and Eddie Levert and them, like you know, what yeah. I'm saying? Um, so, so many, so so many great singers and groups. Um, we already talked about Destiny Child, so we won't go back, you know, through that, but like. And even the people who aren't vocally as talented, but just had great music and you know presence, Ashanti, mm-hmm. um, Amy Marie, uh, mm-hmm. Christina Milian, like you know what I'm saying, like they had those one or two hits. Yeah. Heather Hadley, you know, I'm on an emotion roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> and even think about some of our new our newer folks, like oh yeah, um, Brent Fayez, Lucky Day, her, her Lucky Day. Dang, Lucky Day is so good. Mm-hmm. Summer um, Walker with her crazy self. Yeah. Um, Money Long just came out with some new stuff, mm-hmm. man. I went back and listened to some of her mixtapes, man. That girl that girl can write, man. She can sing. Mm-hmm. Miguel. Uh, we she, talked about him a couple episodes ago. Yeah. There's there's just... R&B's in a good place. It's man. in a good place. It's, it's in a really in a good place. place. The, future's, the future's bright. The future's bright. And I think in order for us not to linger too long, I'm going to ask this question as we go into the hip-hop rap. Okay. I love... Ty Dolla Sign. Where does he fall? What is he? Is he R&B? Is he? He's like one of those hybrids. He's like. Is he like Trap Soul? Kind of like yeah, Bryson Tiller type soul. of thing? He's, he's not like. Okay. So he's got like. I think you're going to understand me when I say this. He's like Chris Brown. Chris Brown okay. is the king of R&B. But Chris Brown can linger in the hip hop, but also in like the. R&B lane. But I think Ty is like even more nuanced than that. Because Chris Brown will just, you know, whatever you think about him vocally, Chris Brown will just sing. Ty mm-hmm. is this interesting like I want to almost say, and this is going to be an interesting comparison, so hold on. I almost okay. want to kind of say like our modern day Nate Dogg. Because hmm. Nate Dogg didn't really like rap no, but it was rapped. always that like voice box, was, auto-tune was, singing. And that's really what Ty in a 2020 think about it. Different yeah, styles. Was like, yeah, but, was like a, a rhyming singer. And he killed a hook. Yeah, same thing with Ty. Hook, he has a whole killer. album featuring Ty Dolla Sign because he understands he's like the feature king. And he will kill a hook and a chorus. So I feel like that if we're going to Nate Dogg, Nate Dogg walks attacking ring, run. Yeah, yeah, and we can go straight into rap. Now we talked about uh, Andre. We we mentioned some some other did. people. Jay Z. Um, you can't have rap conversation without talking about Biggie and Tupac. Um, no, yeah, regardless yeah, of where you people, fall. Yeah, you can go old school talk about some of the the pioneers, Cool Herc and Grandmaster Flash. Yeah. and Run DMC and Curtis Blow and all that kind of stuff. So. Think about hip hop is so old, like not old. It's not that old, so you can kind of the 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 time frame is only what forty something years, forty five years, years yeah. like that. So, mm-hmm. 
Um, but it's so not, much that happened in those years. So much. And and the way it, it, it changed and continues to change. Th- yeah, and there's different genres of like hip hop now, mm-hmm. like trap and gangster rap and conscious rap and um like all kinds of different types of rap. Um there's just so much like it, the thing about hip hop is, man, like hip hop is great because you can listen to a certain genre depending on how you're feeling that day. Yeah. Like, you like, you know, I feel like, you know, murder. Let me do some gangster rap today. <laughs> I feel like murder. Um, <laughs> uh, I feel like being in the trap today. Like, I think. I feel like I always un- feel like being in the trap when it comes to rap. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike R&B, I think R&B is, even though there's like neo soul and funk and all that kind of stuff, I think rap, you can have a persona. Sure. Like, whatever your persona you feel like, feeling like that day. Or whatever character you want to play that day, uh, or whatever energy you want to be on that day, in terms of like a, a person, yeah, like you can be like, you know what, I want this today. I want to be, I want to party. I want to feel like I'm in a party mood. Um, I want to be in a hustling mood. Um, it just depends. Every day I'm hustling. Every day. Every Shout day out to Rick I'm Ross. Hustling. Shout out to Rick Ross. Shout out to, um, what's his face. Titty Boy, aka Two Chains, Two Chains, um, who yeah. is seventy years old and is <laughs> just at the top of my list when it comes to just artistry and mm-hmm. just like you know, I know we've had the joke about, and it's true. Sometimes his verses just don't match songs or nature. He, but it just it's so I don't know. I enjoy it. Uh, I really enjoy Two Chains. You know, y'all know how I feel about Chance the Rapper. Um, mm-hmm. Y'all also know how I feel about my folks from Memphis, Tennessee, Three Six and the Mafia, and all the people mm-hmm. that's adjacent to that clique, i.e., Project Pat. Um, yeah, you know, well, Gangsta Boo was in Three Six Mafia, but I'm just talking <laughs> about the people who are typically oh. associated, but oh, not yeah. you know officially in the group. Um, so y'all know how I feel about that. Um, I enjoy Yo Gotti. I like some. I like a lot of the new Memphis rap that's coming out for like Money Back Yo, Pushyste, Rest in Peace, Young Dolph. Um, mm-hmm. um, in terms of like just rap that has that you know came and gone from artists it's like Lil John. they had mm-hmm. a you know super impact um Ludacris who is solid rapper but definitely was like you can't think about the late 90s early 2000s without thinking about Ludacris um Ja Rule say what you want to say but Ja, ja Rule. Rule you know what I'm saying Ja Rule had bangers Nelly again say what you want to say mm-hmm. but Nelly was out here you know captivating audiences and, and I know like the Kendricks and the J. Coles you know sometimes you you know don't always hit with certain people because of their content, but they are solid artists, solid, yep. solid lyricists have really, I still, I need to sit down and listen to Mr. Morales and the big step. I still haven't. Uh-huh. And it's not because I, it's not a Donda situation. I just haven't. Um, but yeah, but like he's like, but even like you talk about the evolution of rap, you think about the evolution of some of these artists, like Kendrick today yes. is not Kendrick of, um, Good kid, man. Like it's not, yeah. Good kid, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not the same yeah. artist at all, Mm-mm. at all. Um, and even Chance the Rapper, like one of my favorites, it's not like Acid Rap or Ten Day. Yeah, that's our Ten Day. He literally mm-hmm. got suspended because of his drug use and stuff. Got a Ten right. Day suspension and did a mixtape called Ten Day. Right, and right. then went from Acid Rap talking about being really heavy on drugs and all the things that went to that to um, coloring book. Big, 
to the big day, the big day right? Um, which is now him evolving as a husband. And now some of the singles he's putting out now is kind of on that artsy fartsy, mm-hmm. you know, all that different kind of stuff, which we don't know. And it kind of leaves me in limbo. Like, what is this new album going to even sound like and do? Um, but yeah, rap is just, and I have an interesting history with rap, like because I grew up in, I think I told you, a very R and B, old school, mm-hmm. soul household. And so I only knew like the reason why I give Bone Thugs and Harmony their credit because they were one of my first introductions mm-hmm. to rap in the sense of when I was young, they were really hot. And the Crossroads mm. video was real, you know, it was scary. So that yeah. was one of my biggest frame of reference outside of Biggie and Pop, because again, wasn't really no rap played in my house. So as right. I got older, and then of course three, I, I don't really count three. I do count three six, but I don't because I'm from Memphis. So it was just always around. But in yeah. terms of what was like on MTV and stuff like that, you're talking about Biggie Pop. You're talking about Bone Thugs, and you're talking about whoever else was kind of really big at that time. Um, so outside of that, like I didn't really even tap into Jay Z like that, bro, until maybe oh three or four. Yeah, it makes and sense even so. then, I wasn't like intimately connected. So it was right. later when I started going back and listening to Black Album and Blueprint and Reasonable Doubt and all that different kind of stuff. Um, which is why I really appreciate Drake's work because mm-hmm. when I really started embracing rap is when Drake really hit the scene. Um, you know, and and that kind of that like. 2010-ish college for right. it was like rap rap and then I started going back like I knew all the artists right I, and I jammed I sound real old by saying jam um, <laughs> yeah I, I'm, I'm gonna stick with it because I said it I jammed yeah. to everything that was popular because again radio but if right. you was like oh what was your favorite Jay-Z album I'm gonna say I, mean, I would say Blueprint because I went back and listened to it today. But mm-hmm. back then, I'd be like, I don't know. H.T. the Izzo was, right. you know, Big Pimpin' is a song. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it was. And I knew that song because of radio. Right. But, um, yeah, so my history of rap is interesting. But I think in the today of things, when people meet me, they'd be like, you like trap music? I'd be like, if you didn't know me, you would have thought I sold drugs. And, <laughs> and, and, and I was a pimp out of my house because I enjoy right. I'm kind of like Future. I don't do none of that stuff. <laughs> I enjoy it so much. That's why I'm like, I'm legit right. would be hurt if the Migos broke up, bro. That culturally, right. it would be a hit. You know, it would be a bad hit, right? So, anyway. right. any closing thoughts you want to have about rap? Your relationship with it? <sighs> nah, man. I love hip hop. I can go on and on on hip hop, man. Um, yeah, I just leave it at that. I can literally go on 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 hip hop. Okay. So what we're going to do as we end out the living room, me and Brian have already gave you like our top five rappers, our top five songs, our top five mm-hmm. albums, one album we can live without. But since we are appreciating Negro music, we're going to update those lists today because every time we have this conversation, we always yes. say, depending on the day, depending on how we feel, these options could change. So right. without a lot of thought, your top five rappers today. Today as in like a lot? As in right now. I'm just into today is in right now things. Uh, right. Not now. necessarily alive. They don't have to be alive. Yeah, I'm, when I say today, like how you're feeling right now in this moment. In just this answering moment. the question. Yep. Oh, Andre 3000, Biggie Smalls, Jay Z, Kendrick Lamar, and Black Thought. Just right now, how I feel today. Is that the order? Or is that um, just top five? That's just top five. If I were to say my favorite, uh, definitely Andre. Uh, I think Jay Z the goat. 
but mm-hmm. like my favorite is Andre. Biggest small, like Biggest Small's flow. Um, of course, Kendrick resonates in my heart. Black Thought, I think, is one of the underrated rappers. Uh, but he's one of the best rappers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, ever. What about you? Yep. Andre 2000, Jay-Z, Biggie Small, Chance the Rapper, Nicki Minaj. Yeah. So we have we have a similar similar list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I had to just pick, like, spitting off the brain like that quick, that's it. Mm-hmm. Now, if I had to sit yeah. and think, that would possibly change. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that it would change too much. I think Nicki and Chance, Nicki, Chance, and Biggie could fluctuate. Um, yeah. I think Black Thought, I think, can come in and out. Mm-hmm. That could have been Drake. Right, because I actually say what you want to say. I love the storytelling of Project Pat. Like that man, mm. he's not like the best rapper in the world, but if you listen to his music, he takes you on a journey and tells a story, the hood story. But as personally, I really enjoy. Um, yeah. Okay, so we did that. Uh, top five songs, any genre of all time. Okay, uh, I'm actually going to write this down. Uh, <clears throat> Ain't no fun by Snoop Dogg. <laughs> that is consistent because you said that every list. Go ahead. It though. is the worst song on the world, yeah. but it is the best song. Yeah. The world. Uh, California Love. Mm, okay. Um, nothing even matters. Mm, great song. Uh, if you think you're lonely now, by Bobby Womack mm. is a the song fact that you love Bobby Womack in the ways that you did. <laughs> He's a terrible human being. That is. So um, fascinating to me, Brian. Go ahead. Never too much. Oh, a song. And then some honorable mentions. I'm gonna put computer love and mm. yearning for your love. Mm. Okay. I'm not mad at any of those. Yeah. Okay. Um what you got? Love and happiness. Al Green. Great song. Um Clap of Your Hands, Ella Fitzgerald. Okay. All right. Just what it is. Um Hero, the act the song, Kirk Franklin. Mm-hmm. Um. Wow, that's three. Mm-hmm. Two more. Um. That's what's up. Yo, got it. That's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> what up, man? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's four. Mm-hmm. And I will round out five with um. How would I round up five? Come and talk to me, Jodeci. Oh, good one. I could literally play that at any drop and just mm. word for word. Come on, come if you, on, if come you on. put a gun to my head and said, Josh, I need you to sing, it will be come and talk to me. Every word, <laughs> ad lib, nuance, ooh, yeah. I know it. <laughs> I know. Honorable Mitches would be um, My Redeemer Liveth, <laughs> Clark's Assist. Um, <laughs> it's just it's a great song. Um, honorable mentions would be Cruz and D'Angelo's version. Oh, that's a good one. Um, honorable mention would be um, um, Next Lifetime, Erica Badu. Oh, good one. Jesus. <sighs> honorable mention would also be um, man, it probably would be it's a newer song, but it's such a great song. Um, the title is slipping me, but it's the the collaboration PJ did with Yebo. Oh, how yeah. deep is your how love? Deep is your love? Yep. Yeah. And people say the BG, but no, that version is better than the BGs. Yeah, yeah, it's Yebo. And BGs are BGs was a white. I know we don't we we said we we're gonna put no P in the pool to our white groups, but whew, they were a group. 
Mm-hmm. Peaches were a group. That falsetto. They they, yeah. they kind of made that falsetto sound crazy. Peaches yeah. were a group. All right. And again, and though, and my top five songs could definitely like Elvis one of, I fell in love. I started discovering her discography in college. Mm-hmm. And I was just going through some of her anthology. And I ain't gonna hold you. Like, I gotta be in a mood to listen to Ella, but clapping your hands, that, that's <laughs> something about that did something to my spirit. <laughs> <laughs> and I just really love that song. It could easily fall off that top. Five. I mean, and I say easily, easily fall off. But I always like to throw it out there because it shows just the depth of another honorable mention would be "Best of My Love." Emotions, love the mm. song. Oh, I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna. What? Do it. Nope. It's okay. I'm not, sure. I'm, I'm positive. I'm positive. Okay. Um, top five albums. Let's go through these. Okay, so that is tough. <laughs> um. Good Kid, Mad City. Great. Uh, Confessions. Oh, yeah. He's on my. Fame, Chris Brown. I'm, I'm, think, I'm in the moment. I'm in the moment. I'm in, it's newer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so Fame, Confessions, Good Kid, Mad City, mm-hmm. Brown Sugar. Oh. Um, how, how was that, four? That's four. Ugh. I want to go to the college dropout. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have so many honorable mentions. Yeah, though. but yeah, I have too many. I have too many honorable mentions. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm gonna stop. Top five for me goes um, the show, the after party hotel, Jodeci. Okay, uh, Erica Badu live, mm. Brown Sugar, good one, good album. Um, Hero, mm-hmm. and Coloring Book. Good choices. Coloring Book is a mixtape tape masterpiece, in my opinion. It is just again, chance may not ever reach a lot of people's top five rappers, but that the artistry on that album, I think that's why Big Day was such a disappointment. Because yeah. you came behind Coloring Book. And it was yeah. just like and honorable mentions, like yeah. you said, I could probably throw so many other honorable mentions out there. Uh-huh. Um but I'm not I'm not for the sake of time, we're not gonna do that. Yeah. Um, we can we can let last it go down. Honorable mentions forever. The one album that you could not live without. If you had to play the one album, we asked a lot of people that they say that they can't answer it, but we're going to answer it because we are the purveyors of this question. What is the one album? If you could only listen to this album for the rest of your life, what would that album be, Brian? Uh, love and music, music soul child. Mm. There's a lot of songs on it, but it's quality. Yes, it's a quality album. Yeah, loving music. And and you can go to just listen. You can go, I just want to sing. But loving music, give me that and I can press play and vibe out. Uh yeah, loving music I can listen to all day. There's so many others I can listen to all day, but I'm gonna use loving music because music so child is my guy. hmm hmm Um I'm going brown sugar. Again. Can't go wrong with brown sugar. Only because like when I think about if I just like if I'm cook if I'm cooking I'm cleaning I'm road tripping I'm just in a mood a vibe I can play Brown Sugar and mm-hmm. not there's never a time when I'm not in the mood to listen to Brown Sugar there's oh, never yeah. a time that a song off Brown Sugar is going to play and I'm going to skip it oh yeah yeah I would nah. literally just have to be in a certain vibe to avoid or intentionally mm-hmm. not play it but if somebody put it on I'm not going to say change that. Ever. And if I was stuck yeah. with one album because y'all heard my history with it, that's one of the main reasons why. I'm just not I'm not giving that album up for it. And anything. I'm looking, I'm trying to look it up right now to see 
Was it only was it nine songs? It's not a lot. Ten max. Yeah, I'm trying to see. Cause I feel like it Brown Sugar album. Ten songs. Yep. I was say, yeah, ten. Yeah. He gave us Brown Sugar, All Right, Jones of My Bones, Meal, Dreaming Eyes of Minds, SDM, Smooth, Cruising, When We Get By, Lady and Higher. Uh-huh. Yeah. He gave us ten songs. Didn't give us a lot of music. No skips. No skips. No, no need to skip. And that's and you know, and just to, as we get ready to wrap this up, that is the beauty of D'Angelo and those people in that time. They gave you 10, maybe 12, 15 max. Right. And that was it. None of this 40, 50 song stuff Chris Brown does. And I love Chris. I do. But we, I don't need it. It is so songs, much. So. I really feel at least some of that stuff in the vault. So when you die, we can yeah. you know we can have some of them. And and Chris Brown be having like twelve or thirteen like solid songs yes. that could have just been the album. And I'm hoping, I am hoping that this next album, I'm at least reaching for twenty because he's been giving us forty. So if he give us twenty, <laughs> if he give us twenty, I can live with it. Yeah, I don't. I don't need a forty. Twenty's I don't need digestible. 40. Forty, fifty. Yeah. When it take me literally three days, because also Chris Brown's lyrical content is limited. Yeah, that's it's just sex. Thing. Yeah, it's it's literally gonna be sex, and a couple of songs that's not sex, like Iffy, isn't like really about. Iffy grew on me. I didn't like it when it dropped this this mm-hmm. kind of latest single, but oh R and B, we forgot to mention one of the new people, LMA, 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 LMA. Oh yeah, shout out to BJ Chicago Kid. Shout out to BJ the Chicago freaking kid, man, yeah. an artist. Shout out to Tony, Tony, Tony. Oh, who don't get as yeah. many flowers as I feel like they need? Yeah. Um, anyway, anything you want to add, brother, about Negro music appreciation? No, I just, uh, well, I do. I'm going to add it. I don't need to add anything, but I'm going to say something. Um, <clears throat> our music is the best thing in the world. Um, it's often imitated, often duplicated. Uh, people don't get their credit. We could have even went rock, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Richard Penniman. Richard Penniman. <laughs> The architecture. The architecture. The innovator there. The innovator. The emancipator. The emancipator of rock and roll. They never gave him nothing. He could have went deep into blues. B.B. King and Muddy Waters. So, like, black music appreciation is is really, if you think about it, music appreciation. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, some people stole things, may have appropriated things, but we are the originators of this musical thing. Um, You know, and we're going to celebrate our artists. A lot of our black artists back in the day had terrible deals. Some of them had terrible deals now, but they gave you great art. They gave you blood, sweat, tears. Oh, yeah. Got robbed for. We didn't even talk about Sam Cooke. Oh, man. Um, no. No. Otis Redding. Um, Otis Redding. People that gave us songs that were timeless and they were needed to get us over moments like the Civil Rights. Honey Hathaway. <laughs> yeah. Like. Layla ain't got no whole bunch of great music, but that voice. <laughs> yeah, um, we didn't go in depth on Jasmine Sullivan. We we didn't. And she's we talked a, about Brandy, a, but like her contemporary Monica, like Monica gave us hits and so, you know, like it's just <laughs> you know <laughs> we can we can go there. Yeah, we can go there. Um, and we didn't even mention a person that's from Chicago that we're not supposed to mention. We mentioned him like a couple of times, but like not in depth. Oh. But his. 
Yeah, his contribution is not to be denied. It's can't can't be denied. But uh, music, black music, is important to us. A lot of things, black people, we hold dear. Music is one of those things because it's helped us get through crazy moments of our lives. There's a song for everything. Every um, Y'all see how we, we bust out a song every episode. It's just yeah, it connects. There's a song for everything. Um, so salute to every person who's ever made something, a song, sang a song, wrote a song. Um, that has gotten us through certain situations. We appreciate you, we honor you, we love you, and uh, we respect you all that you do. And those that are making music right now, make something that's going to be great, make something that's going to be timeless, uh, because we want to make sure that we, as going to the future, we have those things that we can continue to hold on to and be proud of. All right. And I, I agree with that 100%. And as you get ready to wrap up the living room, Brian, I'm going to do a, a live audible. Okay. I because we've we've been on here a minute. Okay. <laughs> so I, 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 can we just skip straight to the greater conversation? We'll we'll read this listener letter next week. We sure can. Um, I feel like music is healing, so that is black man. You know, I am my brother Self-care. keeper. That is black man. I agree. Self-care. Um, so let's head on over to a greater conversation and let's get ready to wrap up the show. Let's do it. You good with that? I'm I'm good with let's that. Let's do it. Let me talk. Let me talk. All right, we're here at a greater conversation where we get some things off of our chests because, uh, you know, tomorrow's not promised. Cuss them out today. I got to uh, be a shirt, what Brian. <laughs> what do you have uh, to get off your chest today? Stop adding unnecessary meetings to my calendar. Stop it. Oh, there yeah. have been people like Microsoft Teams has this amazing thing called like chats. Um, mm-hmm. If you see that I'm available, I don't mind you randomly calling me if I'm on the clock through like the phone feature. Like we don't need to be on video. Right, because if you just need to say something that's gonna take a little bit too long to type, mm-hmm. and you don't want to get lost to email, because that definitely happens with me, and you also don't need like an hour meeting, I am so it's almost like calling a friend or right. text, you know, like something like with me and Brian, I'd be like, hey, bro, you got a minute? Because some stuff I don't want to type the paragraph. Yeah, it's a lot. It's yeah, it's like like the other day we were discussing something about the podcast with Sylvia, like, hey, bro, you got a minute? And we chatted right. through that concept. Uh, a couple of things that we're thinking through for the next month. And then that was mm-hmm. 10, 12 minutes. We were done. Right. And sometimes me and Brian may get stuck because we're friends. Right. But for the most part, if we have very dedicated things we want to talk through, we get it done. And so just yeah. because you see an opening on my calendar, you don't need an hour. And just because you scheduled an hour doesn't mean that you have to take the oh, hour. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Um, get to your, and, and if you're going to have a meeting, have an agenda. Because when you don't have an agenda, I don't think you're prepared. Why are you wasting my time? Right. I could be doing my work. That's one thing that I don't like about corporate slash, even though I don't work in corporate America, I'm in a nonprofit, but it just, it has a corporate culture because it's such a big nonprofit. Um, right. Like we meet for the sake of meeting sometimes. And oftentimes yeah. we meet so much that we don't have time to do the actual work that we're tasked and hired to actually do. So we're constantly right. pushing out deadlines, things like that. So um, it's not anything like major. I ain't got to cuss nobody out or fuss nobody out. But it's almost like, yo, respect my time as I'm going to respect yours. Um, send an email. Send a chat. Send me the link. If you need me to review someone in a meeting, send me the link. I can do I can do copy edits yep. You know, and reviewing a document and be done. Um, that's all I got. Brian, what about you? Uh, it's getting hot out there. Make sure you wash behind and wear some deodorant. Yes. Because <laughs> some of y'all stink in the winter. Listen, <laughs> uh, you too big and grown to be smelly. So let's fix that now. Oh, 
All right. That's all I got. Is that it? All right. Well, that concludes everything. This has been another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. Yes. We want to thank all of you all, as always, for joining us. For our new listeners, thank you. We're typically not on here for almost two and a half hours. Um, right. But <laughs> me and Brian love music. And we already knew. We, we talked today. Like, this was just going to be one that we knew was going to be a little bit longer. Yeah. So... I would say bear with us, but you've made it this far. So, yes. so you've bared Come with us. So thank you. Ooh, by faith. faith, leaning on the Lord, on the trusting Lord. in his holy word. Y'all see how we get caught up in music? The power of music. <laughs> um, so yes, we should have did like, oh, our favorite theme songs. I think we've talked that before, but oh, yeah. I won't get I won't, we won't get into it, we'll get stuck. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you all so much. I want to do a special retroactively thank you, even though we thanked him last week to Dr. Royale Johnson. Yes. Um friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast, new friend in real life. Um, yes. really appreciate him coming through. We've been getting amazing feedback on last week's episode. We learned a lot about the foster care awareness, um, the, the system and just foster care, their culture in general. Um, most people who I've talked to brian has told me that who you've talked to learned a lot laughed enjoyed engaged um so thank you bro for coming on the show as the as the self-proclaimed mayor of high boy summer you will be coming back um we'll be coming back. <laughs> to this show yeah, to talk to us so yeah to talk to us for sure um but yeah thank you and if you're new to the show thank you for hanging out with us join us next week for probably a more normally timed um show you'll hear every segment black person self-care you'll hear us answer listener letters maybe we'll do two since we skip, you know, skipping maybe. this week, maybe, uh, or maybe we'll just let it pile up because that's our business, and we right. and this our show. Do we want to do? Right. Um, but um, again, thank you, Brian. Let them know what we get. Well, let them know what's up. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, we appreciate you for all that you do. Uh, make sure you go out there, like, subscribe, uh, share. We're on every podcast stream streaming platform. Follow us on all the social media places, Facebook, Instagram. I am Josh Rogers. I am Brian Hare. Yeah. The Jigsaw Podcast. TikTok. Go on TikTok and see the TikToks that we TikTok. Um, and if there's anything you want us to talk about, let us know. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. And before we head out, Josh, let the people know what they need to do. Yes. What you can do is all you can, why you can in the very best ways that you can, but in all of you're doing please do not get caught with your work undone. And part of that work this month is not letting pee get in the pool. And what does that mean? We don't talk about white music. Y'all have a great day. <laughs> Love y'all. <laughs> Love y'all.